0: Welcome to Chicago's Bravest Stories. This episode brought to you by the Frontline Team, your public safety lenders. On the phone today, we have Josh Hill, Joey Matthews from the Frontline Team. Hi, Josh.
1: Hey, Vince. Um, thanks for having us
2: on. Uh, as you know, I am ls 9673 Happy to support you guys on the podcast here and what you guys are doing, telling these stories, particularly this one. As you know, myself and Joey, and also Matt and our team, are members of Local 717 which Brian Collagen is a member as well so we're really happy uh, we're proud of him and what he's done so we're really happy to be on uh, board
3: in this one Vince.
0: well thanks we really appreciate it Joey this is a crazy purchase market would you say that this is a seller's market
1: hey Vince what's going on yeah man so Joey Matthews NMLS 1330694 this market is insane. vain uh,
4: it is a seller's market what that means to our buyers is that you need a pre-approval that matters our pre-approvals matter we will get in front of anything with a list agent with an
2: attorney with a, with a seller directly and we will make sure that in a multiple offer situation your offer is the one that is selected and we will guarantee you close
0: you can get a hold of the frontline team your public safety lenders at facebook at the frontline team or you can give them a call Joey and Josh 630-534-2900 most of your team is comprised of first responders and veterans right
2: yeah, that's right. Uh, PD, FD, and military. And uh, I'd just like to expand on what, what Joy just mentioned about getting our borrowers to the closing table. Last year, was crazy with purchases due. And in 2020, our whole team, our whole front line, the front line team, had a 0% fallout for borrower qualifications. So that, that really proved that our pre
3: approvals mean something.
0: If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. So the front line team, your public safety lenders... You can get a hold of Josh Hill and Joey Matthews at 630-534-2900 or go to Facebook at The Frontline Team. Thanks, guys, for coming on.
3: Thank you, sir. Thanks, man.
1: duty firefighter being credited with saving two people from a burning building in West Suburban Lyons. A Cicero Fire Lieutenant was running errands when he saw smoke coming from the second floor of Waterworks Tavern on Ogden. He heard there were two people trapped on the second floor without any fire equipment. He ran up the stairs, found one man, but had to think fast to get the second victim.
4: Uh, smoke was about a foot from the floor. I just crawled till I toward his voice, found him pull him down to the floor and drag him out of the building.
1: Heroism there. The lieutenant has been a firefighter for 31 years. Both men expected now to be okay.
0: Welcome back to Chicago's Bravest Stories. That was an excerpt from a news article from Lieutenant Brian Kalaga from Cicero Fire Department. We actually have the honor of having that man in here in the studio. Thank you, sir, for being here. We appreciate you coming in. I don't know
4: what, uh, how much an honor it is, but I'm pretty grateful for you guys uh, letting me come out. Thanks well, so much. Well, it's actually well, 32 years. The I just, just had the anniversary <laughs> th- uh, March 1st. Well,
0: congratulations.
4: 32 years. God dang Right, first half's over. It's only thirty-two more, and I'll be all done. <laughs> yeah, right, and then you'll is
2: be it, able to retire. Is it, is that the next? Is that the next kid on the list? Is that we keep on telling him?
4: Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> waiting for offers if they really want a
2: spot. Listen, listen There's, I mean, there's a, a very specific number has been put out there. Yeah. If I find that check, I mean, who knows? Who knows what can happen?
0: Right. <laughs> Have you been with Cicero your whole fire career, or um, where did you start?
4: All right, I started on uh, as a young eighteen-year-old kid on Stickney Fire, part-time department. Loved my time there. Uh, did a few years there. We got, uh, I was also at the same time on Cicero, but we were, uh, on the EMS side as an EMT, uh, Cicero, the, it wasn't a private company. You were a town employee, but it, they were separate entities. So that was back in the day before the contract got there and correct. Yeah. So that was actually, I, I hate to say the, the date, but that was the summer of 86. <laughs> Ooh. So I know you guys weren't even born. Oh, I get you it. Know I know what
2: Vince was doing in summer of 86. Oh, I remember it like
3: it
4: was yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Vince's i Right, I, I, I was old. a
4: junior
0: in high school. No way, sneaky I I old! I was a junior in high school. Wow, yeah. Was, All right, enough
4: about me. I was huh. too. This podcast isn't <laughs> yeah. about me.
2: Um, no kidding. You, what are you lotion a lot or what? You look great <laughs> every day. Look at him, look at him.
0: <laughs> every chance I can in get. In one it.
2: very specific place. Right. So, when, <laughs> and, and that's one thing that I definitely want to dig into you later on. Bryce right, at uh, um, Cicero. One thing that I think is so cool about that department is, like, just the just the history of it and, like, some of the old school stuff that you guys kept around, like, some of the titles you guys had, like, again, talking to some friends, like, you guys had some pretty, like, was firefighter your position when you got hired?
4: Yeah, Pipeman, we called, uh, is still on the, uh, you know, on the ID. Oh, no so, kidding. Yeah.
0: You get hired on for that specific job?
4: Yeah, well, that's the title they get. They oh. have, they have. So we're, we're firefighters, yeah. yeah. Pipeman. So no, cool uh, you know, yeah, no EMS whatsoever uh back in those days uh until now recently well that'll be changing but
2: I was I saying that's huge what you guys are going through. big time big time it's I, I want to skip ahead I'm too well, excited no, let's
0: <laughs> talk, let's talk about the you know you guys are going through the silver spanner program um and you guys are trying to keep your EMS in house and you're going to be sending your guys to paramedic school and to fill the gap people are allowed to come in and fill those shifts while your guys go and take paramedic school, right?
4: Uh, we're, so, we're Silver Spanner. We're uh, the the exact way the plan was laid out. We started with Plan A. We're probably on Plan uh, Z or something <laughs> at this point. But you know, it's very fluid. Uh, but it's a big win for us. Uh, oh, yeah. Wouldn't have happened without uh, uh, you know the union did a great job. Uh, truthfully, uh, management really uh, helped us out with this one. So it was a really good collaborative effort. But. Uh, Somehow it'll get rolled out, and uh, uh, everybody who gets hired is going to be firefighter medic, medics, so those will fill roles. And uh,
0: Is that going to be a uh, contingent of employment now from yeah, going on?
4: Yeah, in fact, uh, when we were debating this in the contract going back and forth with the city, uh, the city rolled out uh, the apps just earlier this year, and the first run out came out it's just for the firefighter part, and then they actually pulled those back and redid the ad and said firefighter medic. So. Oh, so everybody okay. who's on this list is medic. Okay, so so I mean so that's where it, they all come from.
0: It it seems to be that that's the trend nowadays. So you know if you're looking to do something in this um, environment, definitely get to go to EMT school, go to medic school because a lot more departments are going that route now.
4: Yeah, I think you can almost kind of on one hand maybe the places that aren't yeah. requiring that the medic. You had some fun in Stickney. Yeah, and you got then you got
0: hired. As uh, a village employee for Cicero. Yeah, so
4: I did them both at the same time. Uh, both that lasted from like 18 to age uh, 20. Were uh, you testing in other places, or you, you knew that's where you wanted to go? So, yeah, I'm born and raised in Cicero, and that's where my heart was. And that's that's I knew, you know, since I was a little kid, this is what I wanted to do. I'm kind of blessed that way. And, uh, you know, in fact, uh, you know, people always ask, how'd you start it? I have no family. I was the first in my family to go into this business. And uh, since then, I now have uh, my brother Marks on the job. Uh, my niece Nicole was on the job. And, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, like most kids, five years old, I figured I want to be a firefighter and astronaut. And then as I age, I figure out how hard that astronaut thing is. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think about that. But anyway. to uh, well, maybe we're... part-time Batman now and firefighter. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, get, um, we'll get to that. We'll get there. Oh, uh, jeez. Um <laughs> You guys did some research, huh? A little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, no. Uh, when I was, uh, we were about. I, I come from a big family, and so we're we were born, and raised, we're living at uh, 5040 West 30th Place, second house off the corner, and the corner house was a big, giant, three-story uh, balloon frame apartment building. And uh, woke up in the middle of the night, and the place, the back of the place, is going great guns. So thought it was daytime. In fact, it was so bright. So I woke my, you know, my. My dad ran out. He ran through the yard, jumping over power lines, uh, arc and everything. It was crazy. It's uh, and how old moment, were you at this time? I was nine. So oh, I watched. Yeah. You know, my dad says, "Go wake everybody up and get them out of the house." And uh, so I got. Uh, I we come from a family. I had eight brothers and sisters. So and this was the house next door. So you were the exposure house. Yeah. So uh, so my dad runs out, and that's. I just bring it up because that's like there's a moment in all of our lives where we realize your dad's actually a badass, <laughs> and uh, that was mine. And uh, so anyway, so uh, I run upstairs, uh, all the brothers and sisters were putting on our moon boots and our Gore-Tex coats because it was dead <laughs> of winter, freezing cold. Uh-huh. And we run out the front door, and I'm looking at the building next door, and it's burning. There was a firefighter standing on the street. from You know, Cicero lads were already there working. And he's standing on the street, and he's got his back to the building. And uh, the guy who lived in the building, one of the old-timers, he stored gas upstairs. He was like a hoarder if he bought it cheap, you know. Anyway, the, the third floor explodes, and the front of the building falls straight into the street, and it lands about three feet from this guy, and he doesn't budge. And I remember at the moment, like it was yesterday, I grabbed my twin brother, Paul, and I says, "I want to be that guy when I grow up." So uh, that was what started wow. it off. Now the funniest part of the story is, uh, fast forward two years later, I get on a job at a 22- year-old kid, and I tell the same story to the guys I'm working with, and a bunch of them are still in the job. they remember the fire and the guy who was standing there was, and I love this guy to death, his name was Rich Gorski, who was a great guy, a god-awful, terrible fireman. <laughs> and he would tell you that he was a terrible, terrible fireman, he never went in, and that's the reason he was standing on the street that day, because he was not a guy who would go into a burning building. And he, said, he says, yeah, that was me, and I says, you never moved? He goes, yeah, I never saw it. He goes, once it landed, he goes, I shit my pants.
2: <laughs> I never saw it.
4: So I molded my career after this guy is what got me into this game. So. Uh, comes full of circles. Yeah right <laughs> Always comes full of circles. So So yeah So we it's did awesome. both and, uh, and then uh happened have your pop? Uh, oh he ran next door Kicked in some doors uh, Woke everybody up Got him out uh, So uh, You know Kind of a Maybe to mild degree Kind of akin to what Got me You guys invite me yeah. To this thing And I just told him I have a 24 year old son I told him I says, alright Pops did it I did it I go you're next so, <laughs> Right I says you know That's where the bar starts training sets. now Yeah <laughs> So, uh, in 20 more years, you're going to be,
2: it's going to be up to you.
4: Yeah. Oh, somebody's got to pass this torch on it. So one day somebody's going
2: to look at you. Right. Being a terrible fireman. Yeah. And say, I want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a great story. Yeah. You molded your career after your guy. <laughs> then.
4: Yeah. And we be self <laughs> admittedly
0: was like, I am no good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
4: If you, you want a couple hours, I got to tell you some stories about that guy, but, uh, you know, but a great guy, just uh, you know, he organized everything. And he's the guy in the job who we'll organized our softball teams and our parties. So he's great. Got have that. that guy, absolutely. Uh, okay. But uh, when he went out the door, he just announced, "Yeah, we're not going. To, I'm not going in any of that stuff." So, <laughs> <That's oof. laughs> so you're like, all right, we got it. I think that's called an engineer, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, th- he'd been great at that, except he rode
2: the back step. So, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you know, oof. did um, so wow. So I mean I could see how that could kind of drive in that direction. What uh what kind of took off after that? So you just kind of just went through school, you know, you're yeah, working um, class family. I'm assuming absolutely
4: blue collar family. You know, mom and dad, how they uh you know made paid the bills uh, with uh, eight of us. That was a saint. Uh, Jesus, it's crazy, but uh, you know they did it. Uh, I know that they did a great job. We never thought. I never for one moment never thought felt like we were poor or anything. But uh, anyhow, uh, move but we on. Were, so. Oh yeah, we were. <laughs> I didn't know it, but uh, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, go to high school, and with the direction I'm going to go to college and, and study some of this stuff. And uh, I was actually breaking it was going to be this or architect because, you know, I wasn't sure I could land this job. So but I just said, well, I knew I didn't want to be uh, behind a desk for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I uh, started going to college, and uh, the first class I took was EMT. And uh, I met the great Rick Bosek, uh, Cicero lieutenant at the time. And Which, he, did you guys,
2: did you go to, what is that? More in college. Oh, Morton, I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: And I met Rick. And uh, he, after we graduated in T class, he says, Hey, you want a job for Cicero? I can make that work for you. And I said, well, how does that pay? He says eighteen five. And And uh, that was 1988 or 1980. Yeah. 1988 or 86. And I said, uh, well, that might've sounded like a million dollars to me. Oh. So I took that and uh, that's what got me in the door for the, uh, you know, the EMS side of this yeah. fire department anyway. Yeah.
0: So, so back then when you you were on the e m s side like you you weren't even it wasn't even like a jump company you no. were just strictly an e m t on an ambulance
4: yeah you it basically you worked out a firehouse you were in the same house you wore, but they wore blue we wore brown we looked like meter maids <laughs> and uh we were abused we were treated like absolute garbage uh oh yeah, but. so is that was the game that was all right
0: well you know? i know that that game has like Gone on for a long time. That it absolutely the has. abuse of yeah from you guys to the contract yeah. Um, and we got pretty good at it, <laughs> <laughs>
4: right? Separate, separate kitchens or separate. Um, yeah, or like you guys complete, right. yeah, completely separate. Yeah, they don't eat with us. And back in the day, yeah, no eating with us, no associating with us. You know, they come over, get the hell out of here.
0: And it was just all it just all stems from that separation from when you guys were in the brown shirts and stuff yeah. like that. Like, did you guys? Foster that animosity back then. Were you guys
4: really as the brown shirts yeah. guys? No, we we would. Oh God, we, there's we would give our right arms to be them. Um, they just. Uh, I think there was always a threat from their end that about the jobs, or we always just right. looked down upon, and then that just continued. So that was when fast forward to '88, um, they brought the contract in and uh, they offered us all jobs and sliding over to them. Most of the guys took it. I was a young guy. It was I says not for me. I knew I didn't really want to be an EMS. So I just started test. I I was testing out anyway. I was without a job for maybe a month, and Tri-State Fire Protection called me. So I went out there for a short nine month period, and then Cicero called me, and that's uh, where you want to be the whole time. Took so. that, yeah. yeah. So well, just yeah, and so, I got it, thank it took, you.
0: It for, took thirty thirty two years for you guys to get your EMS for get it back, Cicero, yeah. Yeah, for Cicero
2: Fire Department to get their oh, EMS back, yeah.
4: yeah. You
3: yeah.
2: Know? And, and that's to say that there was EMS, you know, like even. Even back then, I mean, would you how how professional of an operation do you feel you, the EMS was when you were on the ambulance back then?
4: Uh, it was what you thought it was. We you guys were, still uh, went to shooting,
0: stab. I mean, the the demographic isn't that different right, back right. then than it is now, is it?
4: No, my uh, well, I mean, truthfully, it's it's the town's done a, a a bang up job, and we're way better than we used to be. My first day as an EMT um, was we had 18 runs. I had. Uh, three shootings, two stabbings, and a uh, father-son fight where they threw each other out of the second floor, plate glass window. So uh, it was a it was a quite fresh out of EMT school. I never expected all that stuff. You're, so. you're, a, you're brand new at this. Brand you're new. Brand you know? new, and these are the runs
0: that you're getting on yeah. your first day.
4: Yeah, I remember after the fourth shooting, uh, it was a guy in a bar. And uh, we got, and by the time I, I felt like I was a grizzled veteran by 18 hours into this thing because <laughs> I just walked in. I'm like, all right, somebody shot in here, and there was a guy sitting at a bar drinking a whiskey. And he says, yeah, me. He raises his hand. I'm like, all right, you, what do you got? And he says, some guy walked in, shot him in the leg, and ran out. And I says, all right, let's go. Are you coming? And he says, yeah. He says, hang on. He slammed his whiskey, <laughs> and he walked to the ambulance, which I know that's not the right thing to do, but I was. It uh, uh, depends on who you ask. Right? <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> he insisted. So. He insisted. Right. That, right.
2: That's, that's the way it gets documented. Documentation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? I got to thank the Cicero Fire Department personally, because, like, you guys have lent credence to every time I've ever told a medic that they're going to eat on the bay floor <laughs> like you actually validated <laughs> oh. every every joke I've ever made about it because it actually happened over you
4: <laughs> oh yeah yeah we ate at separate tables they used to read, they used to write insults on the table for us and then uh,
0: so the contract is still there as we speak though right correct uh, yeah how is that relationship right now
4: uh, so it, it truthfully it's better uh, it got better over the years um, you know to those to credit them uh, you know we we had like a, a one level of animosity at the beginning Yeah. Um, then the town pitted us against each other. There was a bad time some decades back, where they said they were going to take our job. So that really, I thought Ooh. we really couldn't find a new level to be mean to them. We found a hole. <laughs> we we, we got, dug re- deep for that. Yeah, <laughs> we got pretty creative, and uh, and then uh, that dissipated. And they, uh, you know, then uh, the, the lads, uh, the people from Metro there, they tried to go union and, and did some version of that, which I don't really know the details of but uh so then the international said hey we'll knock that stuff off let's be more supportive so so it became a much more uh b- much better workplace for them yeah. i think well, say so, I- so over the last
2: yeah it's been a while where they eat with us now that you wouldn't tell the difference between them yeah. and us any uh any kids end up making the crossover to you guys oh from? yeah oh yeah. really
4: we've got uh, in fact with especially with this new list uh, we've already put on uh, it used to be a death sentence. If you tried to make that crossover, it just never happened. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. For, you know, You'd be better I'm doing air quotes, but <laughs> yeah. there was yeah. a way that didn't happen. Oh, I got you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but now it's, uh, it. I won't say it helps them any, but it certainly doesn't hurt them. Right. So we've probably got a good, I have to do the math in my head, a half a dozen, maybe eight, nine guys who crossed over from sense. the, yeah, from sounds the sounds contract sense. over well, the years. I, I would think that that would
0: something that you guys would want to do is have these guys who are already familiar with the guys who have lived in that firehouse with you you know as long if Especially they're if you good like guys yeah, yeah if you like them well, you definitely want to so keep those guys yeah
4: so you guys are on the job you know how that works when it comes to the contracts and i don't think i'm i know it's not fun to say but i don't think i'm sharing any state secrets here uh the good ones latch on and get on the municipalities the bad ones get stuck in their system for a long time and there's right. a reason that's because the good ones move and the bad ones are bad right so Yeah. If the bad ones cross over, we're all for it. I don't want to speak badly of the contract because we've all
0: worked on a contract. For Uh, me, it was a great, great learning experience being on the contract, especially I was lucky enough when I came on, on the contract that I had an amazing partner. How was your guy when your first day, was he a seasoned guy or was he as new as you when you had all those shootings and
4: everything like that on your first day? That's a good question. So uh, my partner was supposed to be this guy, Dennis Hamilton, who was a good good EMT. Um, but he went he took a month's vacation the day I started. And so the way they did is they just filled in with the newest, youngest firefighter on the job. They just put him on a box with you and said, all you do is drive and lift everything. Basically, they were poorly trained gorillas. <laughs> and uh, so my first, so I was a brand new EMT, and the guy on the rig that day was his first day as a firefighter. Now, he was a 35-year-old guy fresh out of the military, Mark Steining, a big, giant, strong guy, but he didn't know anything. So it was talked about new. We, you, our first run. So you were in charge
0: of all of this.
4: On yeah, your first. Our first. Ad. In fact, 7:30 we start. 7:31 we got a run, and we didn't even see an ambulance before. So we got on it. We we went to the call with no lights and sirens because we didn't want to turn them on. <laughs> you know, and they're just like, "What are we doing?" They're like that's for you. Go. I'm like, "What does that mean?" You know. I'm again fresh out of school. This is my first day. And you guys so,
2: combined make one good EMT. Yeah,
4: maybe I don't <laughs> even know if he made one good one. We made about a half of one. You know, I'm trying to fumble through a blood pressure. He's asking me, "What are you doing with that thing?" You know, and so we figured it out. By the end of the day, we were, you know. Now you work, were seasoned. We were <laughs>
0: seasoned after that, yeah.
2: So, no but. kidding. Yeah, so you're, so you're going along. You're trucking along. Um, and uh, how was, not uh, Cicero, how was, uh, was uh, Sticky?
4: Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, such a great, uh, I, it's, you know, kids ask nowadays, what should I do? And one of the things, you nailed it, first off, is, you know, go get your MT and your medic. But uh, I always tell them, try to find a place that's, you know, and, and cut your teeth on a part time or even a volley. Uh, nothing better for training they usually train you up pretty good Uh, Stickney was great about that Uh, I got some great mentors I still in contact to this day Uh, uh, John Babinick is their deputy chief um, and he was uh, I always call him captain because that was his rank back then and if anyone ever needs any young guy ever needs a great guy to look up to and and mentor he's definitely on that list Uh, you know teaching you just the right way to do things and taking you under his wing and so and I got so much out of that. Uh, the other cool thing is, uh, shout out to a uh, couple guys out there in the jobs. A uh, bunch of us met up there. We're all eighteen-year-old kids thinking we're going to save the world, and so uh, we formed. Uh, you know, Andy Hilks on Naperville, Glenn Vanek, recently retired from Evanston after only twenty-five years. What a quitter! <laughs> uh, Bob McDermott, uh, great guy, chief of Forest Park now the chief of North Riverside. Pat Brenz on Tri-State. Uh, so we st- we, about six or eight of us formed a friendship way back then, and every year we get to, you know, we all then went out and became real goddamn firefighters. Yeah. And uh, we, every year we get together for dinner and drinks and uh, tell each other how great we are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that came with that too, and yeah. uh, all the great stuff. Same thing when you see kids in, like, an academy, you get that bond you get, you know. So, yeah. so I so, love my time there. So I,
0: I was actually at Stigney for a little while, and did you used to go to that water reclamation plant and do training over there? Yes. Is that the scariest place you've ever been in? Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it is like the movie Saw, if it was a big industrial building. <laughs> like, Christ. there's got to be bodies in that place somewhere, you know. I mean. But they yeah. kind of let us go in there, and they're just like, knock out whatever you want. Yeah, just have Really? It. Yeah.
4: Yeah, they're incredibly accommodating over there. Uh, absolutely
2: and they got just a ton of different cool places to play oh, in from a trs standpoint to everything else i know yeah i, I know that um i'm trying to think uh yeah I, I same thing like i when i was growing up like i didn't have i'm, I'm like the first in my family ever do anything um in the fire service too and and yeah like that that time on i like a part-time or volunteer place like i i never knew that that was like an option i think i was already uh i think it was actually already a. uh, uh contracted guy when i started looking at that point i'm like man like how come i didn't i should this should have been like one of the first things i did was like hop into this this you know part-time or volunteer thing because like you it it would really i mean it really shows you like what being a fireman's about and your entry level stuff like i never had that personally i think that would have been a cool experience yeah you, you never had that when you first came on like i i had no fire experience before i became a full-time fireman like I you know again as a medic as a contract medic like, but never anything fire before
0: but at least by the time you got to your career job you had you knew your way around the firehouse you knew right. how to act you knew like yeah. what not to do yeah i mean yeah for and, sure and like, the guys uh, that those guys you know said oh this guy is being an asshole you knew why right so right. i i think the dishes the, the, you know the, like the important the things. little absolutely I mean, those oh, are the God. little things that that make or break you in the firehouse. When, when you say in, in, in your years in the firehouse, oh. it's, it's the little things. You and know? and if you fuck up one time, you're known for that for the rest of your career.
4: Yeah, right? Your first year just sets such a bar, and, you know. And uh, But, yeah, that's, actually, that's a great benefit, like you say, of those, those smaller places to join on. You learn all those little nuanced things
2: yeah. that, that you never knew. Especially out by you guys. where it's, You guys are pretty, pretty busy out there.
4: Yeah, we, we, get our, we get our share, so yeah. it's pretty
2: nice. So. So, um, so you get, so you kept on, you stuck with Stickney for a little bit after you started with Cicero, or?
4: A little bit, but uh, yeah. quickly when we got on, um, yeah. you know, I, so I, yeah, we, the contract, they changed in the contract language, you can't work for another department, like okay. a lot of contracts have now, and so that ended that, um, you know, but uh, uh, the time I got on Cicero, I got on at age 22, that wasn't actually the first time I tried to get on, um, being born and raised, and I, I, think I can tell the story because everybody involved is dead. Uh, back then, you could take the test at 19, so mm-hmm. uh, so I'm you know I'm going to take the fire test and uh, so I put the app in and not have no idea how the world works, especially you know, over there. Okay. And uh, about a week or so goes by and a knock at the door. It's our local precinct captain, which for anybody doesn't know what that is, like an alderman covers an area, right? And he says, "Ask for my dad." So my dad and him go in the kitchen. I hide at the top of the stairs and I'm listening in. And the guy says, So you yeah, thinking I, you're in trouble at this point? Well, you know, I knew it was involving me. So, <laughs> you know, like any good kid, I'm going to sneak a listen. Oh, yeah. And uh, so the guy says to my dad, he says, Yeah, I saw your kid put an app for the fire department. And my dad says, Yeah, that's right. He says, All right, well, here's how it works. It's five grand. You pay me, and I'll take care of everything else. So out like, for real? Oh, Yeah dang and I I, I only l- heard about that I didn't know that was a real thing so yeah and then I won't say the names of anybody but so my, my dad No, oh, I don't think about it and the guy leaves and uh so I come down the stairs my dad says you hear all that and I says yeah he says well what do you think I says well you got five grand <laughs> you know, I know I don't <laughs> and uh, he says no I don't you know I'll pay you back in a year <laughs> yeah he says I don't he says but if you really want it I can try to get it you know dad might use a good guy yeah and uh, I says you know what screw him I said I says I'm you know fresh I'm in college now I'm smart and I says I'm in good physical shape I said I'll kill this test and he says I got this and he says all right so I go to the test and we go to in College and we all show up and we're they put us in groups for the p- first thing we gonna do is the physical agility which you know that's the only thing I had going for me I certainly wasn't good looking and I'm pretty stupid <laughs> but I could do pretty Brought well. Run
0: us through what the phys- physical agility test was back when you took it.
4: For Cicero, yeah, they were making it up as they went along. Really? Oh, yeah, it was clearly <laughs> just a made up, and you're know, about to understand why. So we're all milling around. They put us in groups, and you know they're gonna. There's, they had some half-assed obstacle things set up, and and just go drag like this bag of weights around on the front lawn. It was really clearly just made up in the moment. Yeah. But uh, before it even started, there's uh, there's an old timer walking around and. And, uh he's got a clipboard and he's calling out names and he comes past my group he says kalaga and i says yeah that's me he says yeah you fail get the hell out of here <laughs> and i says i fail i says, i didn't even do anything yet he says you fail get the hell out of here and i says oh, i realized right then and there i says Cause oh, he didn't get the envelope <laughs> yeah i realized this is oh boy yeah. uh this is how this works i so. do this on my own <laughs> yeah so that was a wake-up call so the next list came out i was number one and When I retire, I'll tell that story. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, yeah, I figured out how the world worked a little bit. (laughs) Well,
0: is that um, who was the the politician that got in all that trouble there? Uh, Betty Uh, Betty Learned Maltese, yeah, yeah. Was that the era?
4: No, this was way before that. Okay, Betty came in somewhere in about the uh, maybe the first third of my career. Okay, and for the record, I was Betty and I were friends. Uh, She came to our wedding. Um, Did she get a raw deal, or did, uh, did she have that coming? She, no. she she did jail time. No, they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, she if she was here, she would say she didn't. But no. My okay. opinion, yeah, they did it. <laughs>
3: so. the,
2: um, yeah, but again, like, I mean, I feel like so much of that. I So I was, um, my parents got divorced and uh, my mom remarried. And her husband, I grew up in the city. And her, uh, my stepdad, her new husband, he was a uh, a city curb and gutter guy. And that was like, I was finally getting my shit together as a, as a kid, finally get my shit together. I think I just started Malcolm going through there. And I remember like, he was talking to me, he's like, oh, are you serious about this fireman thing? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I did, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, um, and he's like, all right, um, I'm going to call up, uh, I'm going to call, you know, my local alderman or whatever in the city. And like, and, and again, like he was talking about, like, this was still a thing and this, Not that long ago, you know, and, like, and I, I mean, obviously never, nothing ever came of it, but, like, but I'm, like, this is, like, that was standard operating back then, you know? Yeah,
4: it was, and I don't want to, you know, we joke about it. It's not there anymore. It's certainly, if it is, it's definitely dumbed down. Uh, You know, we had, uh, the mayor's kid took the test, and he failed. He didn't get the job. The fire chief's test, the fire chief's kid took the test twice. He was weighed on the list the first time. The second time he got on, he did better, and he got on, so... Uh, so, it's definitely not like that anymore. Yeah, know. I mean, and I mean, many old timers like me will tell you it was clearly a different world back then. Oh,
0: I love hearing those stories about the way things, because you got the good, you got the bad. So, yeah. I, I love hearing those stories about how things. So, when you, how long ago after you failed, quote <laughs> unquote, did you go back? And what was different about that?
4: Us, well, I failed when I was, back then you could take it when you were 19. Um, and then, you know, some some legal thing where it said you could, you know, I, I could tell you because there was a clout guy who was 19 and he wanted to take the test, and that's right. how that got dumbed down. Uh, the second time I took the test, and, uh, and you I, didn't ha- you didn't get a visit. Uh, like I say, you that say story, that, that one, that yet? one, I'll tell oh, that story okay, you okay. Know, <laughs> maybe when I write my book or okay or uh, when bush. I retire. Yeah. But you know, I got a brother on the job, so I can't. Okay, all right. <laughs> I want to get him in uh, in Dutch. You know, besides, <laughs> I just mentioned a Betty thing you asked about, Corey. I'm going to just start my car when I leave. There. Oh yeah, without that. <laughs> <I laughs> thanks. You. So. Uh, yeah, the second time I got, uh, the list came out, I was number one, and uh, super happy. I remember when I got the, the call.
2: Uh, uh, man, I was just like a little schoolgirl. I was jumping for joy over the This time moon. you were actually like, you knew where you wanted to be. You finally get that phone call. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. Was it weird going from the brown shirt to now a blue shirt? So, it was some degree it was. Uh, you know, and then we talked about what a different age it was. Um, so, I, you know, so I knew a bunch of the firemen being there for a couple of years on the box, and... Uh, so when I came in, so I, that was good, but I was still looking for a familiar face, and, and there was a lieutenant there remember Ralph Boshan. And for the record, he, this isn't going to sound like he's a great guy, but, but he was. Uh, when we were kids, when I was a kid, uh, his son and I, his son's John and I were the same age. We played baseball together, Little League, and his dad coached us. So, you know, I'm walking the firehouse, and I'm looking for a familiar face, you know, a little nervous first day, and there's my lieutenant. I'm assigned a truck, too, the hook and ladder, and Mr. Boshan is the lieutenant. And I see, oh, geez, I remember this guy when I was a kid. Nice, you know, typical dad, right? And I walk in, and I say, how are you doing, Mr. Boshan? And he looks at me, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I look at my son. you know, I'm sorry. He's a grizzled old guy, and he says, you shut the fuck up. You understand me? You don't say another word for the next five fucking years. Do you understand me? And I don't even know if I should answer, because he just told me to shut the fuck up for five years. And... uh and I says, oh, that was – so that was my intro as a 22-year-old kid to that house. And, uh, you know, and uh, then – but, you know, so cool. – So, so he this was, is going to
2: be super cool, obviously. Right.
4: <laughs> and it turns out that's, you know, uh, I didn't bounce much as a young guy in the job because uh, I got assigned a truck, too, which is a hook and ladder, which is where you wanted to be. But I got there because nobody wanted to work with that guy. Oh. You know, because he was mean as, uh, you know, as a snake, as a hornet, you know. But uh, what he did is he put up this big front – and then when no one was around he'd pull me on the side, hey I gotta yeah, be mean, okay, cool. blah, 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 you know, this and that. No. And as soon as somebody walked in the room, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what, what are you still doing here? <laughs> you know, and so so he was so so he was a great guy. It's he had great a great move. move. He had a method to his madness and that was his style and uh, you know. Uh, once we went out sh- on the street on the job, uh, you know, then uh, the, he wasn't like that, you know, he'd let you go play and do whatever the hell Really aggressive. So. so what was uh
0: you, what was your first fire and were you with were you with him? I was. I was on. And a, you were you were a truck guy at this time.
4: I was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, God bless uh, the way the system worked. You know, uh, you know. I know you guys are come from different places too. Uh, we had a strange system in Cicero, and it kind of continues a little bit to this day. Is is the trucks are king in Cicero, and God bless it because I it falls right to what I love. But uh, Corey, you're a big guy. I'm assuming you're a truck dude.
2: Yeah, nah. more or
4: less. No? You're not no, an ambulance right. guy today, we so got, don't, no, no, don't have to say that <laughs> shit.
2: Um, not anymore. We, uh, you know what, we, we just start getting back in the truck game and, like, really making a priority over by us. Um, but, yeah, I, I am now. Yeah. Last year, I've been truck guy. Good.
4: You yeah. know. and obviously, you <laughs> look at your, all your muscles. Yeah, I'm <laughs> assuming Vince <laughs> is a big... Oh, Vince, is, <laughs> Vince, Vince uh, carries the truck to the calls. To yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a medic in the city. um, No, 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 not today. In your heart. What is in
4: your heart, Vince?
0: Oh, my heart? I love doing
4: truck work. There is nothing better than truck work. There's a reason those engines exist. I'm not sure why. I haven't quite figured it out yet. I know they get in our way a lot. Oh,
2: I'm really upset Steve isn't here. Oh, yeah. He is a a hardcore engine. He is an engine anchor. (laughs) So...
4: Well, I guess somebody's got to block up all the hallways. Oh, <laughs> no, he does. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I got put on that truck. The way it worked is we had two trucks. We still yeah. do. And uh, we the one truck on the north side, we put one guy on it, and his job was just to get it to the scene. Okay. Uh, the engines all got three people, and they took every extra buy, and they piled it on truck two. We, it was nothing, not uncommon for us to have six, seven, eight gentlemen hanging off of that thing. And it was a good old age. You hung on the side, like, you know. Yeah. And the, uh, cabs and and the mantra was just to all the engine companies out there, just hang on till the truck gets there and they'll take care of everything. <laughs> and uh, now you talk about the cloud system. Well, like I say, you get the good, you get the bad. Um, you know, we had, I think, 20, 20 25 bodies on shift. You might have had six or eight people who would go into a building. And uh, it oh sounded. No, and it would sound stupid. So, we, were, as truck guys, we would pull up to a fire. Yeah. And the engines, engines. It, this was incredibly common. They would have the line off at the front door, and they'd be presenting it to you, like on a pillow. Like, here's your line. <laughs> oh Got this? And, and they were like, yeah. And, and, and so you took the line. So so a truck guy would take the line in? Oh, yeah. Like I said, there were only yeah. about six to ten of us who would ever actually do any actual firefighting back in those ten, in these times. And, and it sounds bad, but as a young guy, it's what you wanted. Oh yeah, you'd go, you go in, and you know, like so it be us, right? So we'd crawl in and say the three of us, we pair up, we take the line, we go in. Well, at some point, somebody be yelling, "Hey, we need somebody to do a search." All right, well, all right, so maybe you and me, Cory, we stay on the line, and you head off by yourself and you go search too. <laughs> and then uh, somebody yelling, "Hey, we need a hole in the roof." I'm like, "All right, Cory, you got the nozzle, good. Take this by yourself. I'm going yeah. to the roof by go myself." Roof yeah. And uh, so whatever you wanted to do, you did. So every fire wasn't like one fire; it was like three or four okay. in experience. Yeah. Now we. Lost a lot of buildings, <laughs> and we couldn't figure out why. I figured out years later it's because only like half of the half was actually doing anything. But but the experience level just was so good.
0: Does the with all that truck work? Does Cicero go to
4: the roof? Oh yeah, yeah. It's our it's it's definitely in our top moves to make. Yeah. you know, uh, and I'm super proud of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I with <laughs> with so many truck guys going inside
0: and yeah. and you know. Putting out the fires, I was wondering if you actually, if you guys actually, well, made they have
4: plenty
2: of guys outside to set up the truck. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good.
3: Yeah.
4: Thing. No, actually, when I first started truck work, uh, roof work was not there. That's only over the last like fifteen years, and that's through a series of events. We had some aggressive VCs, we have some aggressive officers, and it made it part of our play. But over the last fifteen, yeah, it's I'm really happy with our our roof work. So, well, I,
0: and I know that you're a big proponent of training and like. I can't imagine that you're not going to, with your kind of time on and with your your history of being on that truck for so long, that you're not really going to, I'm sure you have some say in the implementation of like some of that training. Oh. I, you, you're at Romeoville as well. Yes, sir. And you're doing the training there. So training is a big part of like who you are, right?
4: Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of it.
0: Was um, that where you met with some resistance when you wanted to push a little more training than, than people were used to? Oh, when you, you got there sure of course yeah uh lots did of you have to wait till you became an officer to actually put some of that in absolutely play?
4: yeah really the okay. training as a blue shirt if i wanted to do anything it was by myself off hiding in a corner keep quiet whisper you know you get the out. blanket yeah yeah, quietly. <laughs> yeah i definitely <drastically laughs> trained under the blanket a few times <laughs> that was a specialty but uh <laughs> but yeah uh yeah when i became a lieutenant then you could really have a much bigger say and uh and you know, and then you, you get the people that gravitate toward you and you yeah. start working the system to get the good people around you and uh and that's what and then it just you get a you get a movement started, you know yeah. how it is. And uh that's I think and it, i it's say it's not me, it's uh there's great guys out there. I worked with uh Josh Hill, the great Josh Hill I should say. <laughs> you know, stupid sexy Josh.
0: He's <laughs> uh they're a sponsor of yeah. the show. So well, he should. He's got a he's, ton he's, of money. He's he's coming in. He's coming in. We're gonna do. Is a he whole gonna job. have a
4: shirt on or off for this? Because I
2: oh, You man. have to videotape this. Thing or I'll just come in. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, I think it's. I think it's. Everyone's got to have their shirts off. That was. That that's was the, the new that policy. policy. All right. Yeah, that's, I like that. That's it. Yeah, sure. I'll have to. Cut some weight, I think a little bit. Uh, now, now, like I do. So, <laughs> so when you were when you started, did you guys have your own in-house academy, or did you go anywhere? Or? No, no, all on a job learning. Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh really? so you no didn't have a
0: formal academy. Not so enough. when you f- showed up for your first day at the firehouse has a your fireman first day. was legitimately your first day. You didn't even know what any of this stuff was.
4: Well, I not was on Stickney fireman, for Vince. a couple of years. I was <laughs> yeah. a fireman. As a yeah, I was on Stickney for a couple of years, and I got all my training, got my fire, you know, back in the old days, the old firefighter two, one, two, and three. And, and so I had that from there. But what I did not have is a lot of actual firefighting experience. Stickney, I got all my experience came from coming to Cicero for fires from Stickney, so, you know, being...
0: Oh, so you you were putting out Cicero fires before you ever got in Cicero, correct? Oh, yeah.
4: there you go. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So that'll work. Yeah. So that's like my first actual Cicero fire was when I was on Stickney and I came there. So. Well, let I
0: mean, let's call that one your first fire. How'd that go? Like that was your first first fire?
4: Uh, yeah, my first ever fire was uh, Cicero fire. Yeah. And were you on the engine there? I came there on Stickney's truck, and uh, uh, yeah, it was awesome. They were you were you first truck? Well, no, we we came there in a box. Oh, okay. So they had already they had three houses going at the so time. So you were just manpower at that point. Yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, it was a great fire. I fell through the attic floor and got stuck and got smoke <laughs> inhalation and spent the night in the hospital. Jesus Christ! So yeah, that was my
2: first ever fire before you met your wife. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no.
4: We were dating. We were high school sweethearts. Oh, the wife worse. and I. So,
2: <laughs> so your very first
0: fire, you fall through. So. What, you were doing a search? Uh,
4: yeah, so we got there. They had three it's houses going. No, yeah, no, three houses going. Uh, the middle one was just, you know, nothing but fire. Oh. And it was catching the two, you know, Cicero. Oh, okay. We're like Chicago. We got the three-foot gangways. And uh, so they're, you know, so they're, they send some crews into the next two buildings. So. Uh, so we had walked down stupidly in our ignorance without air packs. And so our trucks, you know, block away. And they says, hey, get packs, you're going in. Well, being that I used to be on Cicero, I grabbed a Cicero pack. You know, from, since I knew where they were on the rigs. And I got paired up with uh, this lieutenant, Tommy Santoro, you uh, know, making chief. He's retired now. Good guy. Mm. And uh, so it's just the two of us. So we go into this next building. We open the door to the attic, and Black Goo comes out, you know. So he says, all right, we're going to need a line. So, of course, we go and get the old trusty booster and drag that 300 feet in, you know, because that's <laughs> what you used back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm following him and this is my first experience. And I don't know what the hell's going on. So we go into the attic and about the half the attic's going. So he just lights it up and he starts pushing it back. And so I'm following him, he's just yelling for more line. So uh, at some point he's in one in the attic and I'm somewhere in the middle and unbeknownst to me, the guy had was renovating his place and he had cut the floor away and I'm standing on just the air duct. Oh, but I Jesus. didn't know it. And I'm pulling line, I'm standing up in this stuff and I'm pulling line and, and I pull the floor drops like six inches and I was like, Wait a minute. And then the whole thing just went off from under oh. me. So I went down, and I threw my arms out, and my pack got hooked on a piece of conduit. So I'm hanging there, but my mask fell off. My helmet went flying. I started screaming like a little kid. I'm, yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm dying. Get me out of here. Well, no one came, you know, because it was just me and him, and he never heard me. And uh, so I just... no I uh, radios back then either, like no, for every guy. No, we didn't have any of that. So I got... At
0: pass alarms back then?
4: Uh, yeah, the old ones that you had to turn on by hand. Right. Um, which I never turned on. I didn't know that shit, so yeah. I thought there was a pretty lighted-up thing that was on the <laughs> air pack. And uh, so I got mad. I just I remember just getting incredibly angry, and I foul filth and filth and foul. climbed out, found my mask, put that on, found my helmet, put that on. I crawled up to Tommy, and he's like, she's like, where the hell you been? Here, take the line. I'm out of air. I'm going. And I was like, all right. Oh, I go, cool. be careful. Cool. There's a hole back there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he disappeared, and I'm up there by myself, and there's orange up there, and I'm like, and I, everything that you ever learned in a class, now it's going through my mind. This is going to backdraft. It's going to flash over. It's going to do whatever. turned out it was just you know a bunch of boxes going in the attic. But I was terrified until yeah, somebody can not relieve me. Real
2: mouth, that's for fucking sure. Yeah.
4: Well, you just fell through a hole. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> uh, worked for about, I don't know, maybe another half hour. And I remember I was swinging an axe doing some overhaul, and I kept missing the wall. And the guy next to me goes, you all right? I'm like, yeah, why is the wall moving around so much? Well, it turns out I had taken in a little bit too much. <laughs> off to the hospital for blood gases and works. So oh, that was my shit. first fire. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, uh, That was all a, right. Uh, yeah. It was well. one of the most <laughs> eventful first fires that we've talked about here. Yeah. Yeah. The old, so. the old booster in the, the, Three, right, three house fire. Yeah, yeah. We
4: got, we've been, we, we got better than that. Is that, is yeah.
0: that all that was left? or you guys it, that was standard procedure to like grab a booster line? And
4: it like was you're right. That so was standard
2: for those days. It yeah, was yeah, easy. I feel, like, I feel like back in the day, I heard that a lot. That was, yeah. why, I mean, why, that was why they kind of like got away from it. Yeah,
4: right. Yeah, yeah. We same way. It, it worked out well sometimes, and other times, yeah, that's when you lost. You know, you know. I will lost. blow it out with this thing, which, but not so much when you're only putting out a couple of forty gallons. And it wasn't really <laughs> doing a trick. But uh, but it was like I say, they was taken for convenience and huh. you know the drill.
2: Harry uh, Harry said you guys had one pretty early on in you guys together, right?
4: Oh yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, we had three structure fires in one day, and uh, yeah, Harry was there, uh, a couple other good dudes, Sean Hearns and uh, Steve
2: Fiore. I was working on an engine that day. Pretty early on in, or how how many years do you have on?
4: Uh, I was did just, you? I, I had probably about 15 cause I just made Lieutenant and I okay. did a flip with a, a great guy, Danny Kempsky Uh, and I flipped cause I, I'm on the engine. I remember walking in a day and asking him, what's all this stuff on the back of the rig for <laughs> and let's pull it off and put ladders up there. <laughs> so, uh, so we went to uh, three fires that day and, uh, uh, the one with Harry was great. We went to Berwyn and they had an attic going really good, a multi-story and, uh, uh, the, the, Fun part of that, that one was uh, Dennis O'Hellman was the chief in Berlin, and we asked we take a run at it, and so he teamed us up with uh, Greg Demena, a company from Berwyn, and us, and we went up there, and the whole thing, the attic was going really good all over, but it was really compartmentalized. They had built out all the walls. Mm-hmm. So uh, Harry had the nozzle, I remember, and we went in the first room, so he knocked it out, and we tried to pop out and to go down the long hallway to start knocking it, and we couldn't beat it back. It was really just winning the day. So uh, we ended up punching a hole in a wall, to the next room, fire blast out that. Harry stuck the nozzle in there, spun it around, darkened the room down, and then we blasted through the wall, made a door out of it, fought that room, and we just did that all the way down, five, six rooms down to the front of the building. Just it was,
0: keeping work, working your way from room to room. Just yeah. in this the same manner, punch a hole. Punch a hole. Darken it knock down, it down, a out,
4: door. Make a door, keep going.
0: How many times how many times did you have to do that?
4: We there were six rooms up there. And <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> uh and Harry was on the nozzle and then uh yeah, and the other guys, Fiore, just I mean, completely dead afterwards, run, you know, running out of air, but uh, a really
2: great move uh, by their part. Which uh was that the first fire of the three or the last
4: one? That was the first one of the day. Oh, oh jeez. Christ! So <laughs> thank
2: God it was the first one. Yeah. Oof. and
4: the last one was. Uh, so it's now it's like ten o'clock at night, and we're you know we've already had two, and we're like Feel holy shit! Good about oh yourself. You know, yeah, it's like the old days, right? And uh, so now it's we get a call for smoke in the area, and we used to just send an engine to that. And so we it's hot summer night, so we drive out. It's supposed to be by, by the Laramie Bridge. And I don't know if you're familiar with 25th and Laramie, but anyway. I'm thinking it's bums under the bridge with a campfire going or something. So I have the driver take us under the bridge, and there's nothing there. But we can see a haze, and we can smell smoke. So Harry and Sean, the other guy in the rig, get off, and they said, we'll walk around the bridge to the other side of the street, and we'll take a look. So they walk under the bridge, and they disappear around the column, and about ten seconds go by, and here they come around in a full-ass sprint, running toward me. <laughs> and they're running, and I'm like, "What's going on?" They're like, "There's a fucking house on fire." <laughs> and I'm like, "You fuck yourselves," I says. You're, I I figured they set me up, and they're busting. I'm like, and they're running, they're putting their gear on. I'm like, "Get out of here!" So I'm like, uh, "I'm waving them off." I see, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at sticking to this, this joke, right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Go out after yourselves." In line, way to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "I'm like after yourselves," you know. And I I walk down the thing, walk under the bridge where they were, and I come around the corner, and sure enough, the house on the corner it's got three windows of fire in it i'm like <laughs> son of a bitch so we run back and i get on the radio i'm trying to get dressed real fast and i'm getting a radio i'm telling dispatch give me a full you know give me a full still here we got a house on fire and they're like what's the address i'm like i don't know <laughs> we're going around the block now i go just start them into this area i'll give you the address in a minute i said so jesus that was the last one of the night oh my god but that was a good day. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> the last fire was at 10 o'clock? Yeah, 10 o'clock. You probably night. got to sleep all night. <laughs> yeah,
4: after we cleaned up and everything, yeah. Jesus. So.
2: Man. Yeah, no, I, I, and, and you had 15 years on. So going, going back to the training thing, when did you start getting involved with the training thing? Um,
4: in your career? Or? You know, I can say, uh, uh, let's give credit where credit's due. Uh, we all have our mentors, right? Yeah. So I've got, you know, I've got uh, a bunch of them the great Ray Andell, and, uh, you know, on the job alone, Ray Andell, uh, Rick Bosek, uh, George Gregory, uh, the great Bill Butka, all these guys. Uh, well, Ray was the first guy in that truck, so why had Ralph, the mean guy? Yeah. Ray was this great veteran guy, still alive, living in a, just outside of Oswego nowadays. Shout out to Ray. Um, he he was so different back then, as you guys know, um, nobody wanted to share information because they were so afraid you'd take their job. Yeah. Uh, Ray was different. I'd be a kid playing with, you know, I'd sneak over to the truck and I'd be I'd open a compartment I want to play with something, and the guys would lean out of the kitchen. What the hell are you doing? Get the hell out of there and get in here. <laughs> we're watching a movie for the third time. Right, right. You know, and uh, except Ray, Ray was different. Ray would come out and he said, "What do you want to know?" And uh, the older time, other old timers would bust his balls. You know, they're like, "Hey, shut up, Lita and Ray just wave him off and. So that's where I got that from. Uh, you know, anything you want to know, he'd show you. And then he was so great at fires. You know, we talk about, uh, well, we got to take the young kids, show them how to pull ceiling. Well, I think after, like, about 10 minutes, I think that kid's got pulling yeah. ceiling down right. to a pair, yeah. right? It's the little stuff that Ray did. You know, we'd pull up to a house, and we'd be coming down the block, and he'd grab me, and he'd go, hey, second floor, see the glass blocks? And I was like, yeah. You know, I'm like, so fucking what? And he was like, all right, good. And then... uh i didn't know what he was trying to do for me and then afterwards he was like why do you care if there's glass blocks i'm like i don't know he's like well that's where the bathrooms are so if the bathrooms are there where are the bedrooms laid out and i'm like they're across the hall he's like right he says and you want to know that now not at two in the morning you know so he's getting me to learn layouts of buildings and reading them uh he would do the stuff like we'd stop at the door he says look at the smoke you know if is it taking the whole door is it only the top half whatever and then realize, okay, it's it's the whole door. It's probably below us. If it's only half a door, it's going to be you know. And but he would just do the. He had a great knack of stopping you in the moment and let you point something out. It took five seconds. Got it. Okay, let's go. And then when it was over, he would point out what he was doing. Yeah. So you you really got a teachable moment with with him. Oh uh, my- yeah. So and that's so that's where that came
2: from. And so I wanted to make sure I try to do that to the you know the next group. Yeah. And uh, and what more sticks in your head than like you're in the middle of just being
3: you know, get yeah. ready to
2: bowl through something. It's like, all right, come down for a second. Right. It was
4: very typical of that whole young bull, young bull, old bull thing. You know, I'm yeah. going to run down and bang everything on the pasture. And he's like, eh, let's just walk down. Right, right. You know, or something. So, uh, and that's, yeah. So, so yeah, but we were not a big training department and it uh, wasn't, that wasn't big in the de- those days. And, uh, but when you made rank, then you can have some say in some stuff. And, and our mantra was simple. If you want to do something with your company, go do it. And uh, if you didn't, you didn't have to. So. So it worked out well for me. Yeah. And then uh I had the training thing I got into uh my wife. Uh she's a teacher and she's incredibly good at her job. She's won a ton of awards. And I see what she does and, and what it is and but she's she puts so much effort into it. Uh people have asked me over the de- years, years back uh, uh Bob McDermott, uh, Billy Austin said, "Hey, you should get into training."
2: Yeah. So, and, and how'd you just on on the department at Cicero? You were doing it, or so
4: yeah, very informally. Okay. Uh, Cicero started an academy for a little bit it, uh ran itself into the ground very quickly. By that was your couple, thing for a little bit. No, no, no. I oh, was just okay. so, I was just an instructor. A couple of idiots ran it and yeah. tried to do it for the wrong reasons, and yeah, so it all blew up in a within a year and went to shit. But then. Uh,
0: is that when you went to Romeoville?
4: Yeah, so then uh, Billy Austin, who was with us, was out there and he says you should come out here. And I, again, I really didn't want to and I tried it and it's just.
0: Were you tr- teaching truck ops and stuff like that out there? We do, I
4: do now. Yeah. You know, when you start there, you start just some basic stuff working with the kids. and then. Uh, but it's really uh, grown up for me. Grown for me uh, I'm kind of like middle management there. I get to run a bunch of programs. And yeah. They haven't figured out that I'm a real idiot yet. So
2: <laughs> I got them buffaloed pretty good. You know, but, every time you think you're an idiot, there's like four or five more guys that you're like, oh, like, man, I'm at least as smart as that guy. You know, <laughs> so, you know, it's not – we're still all firemen. Well, yeah, well, know? I like <laughs> to try to hang out with really stupid people so that I look better. Oh, yeah, it <laughs> brings you – yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Right. No, I get it. I right? get it.
0: What, what's, like, your your go-to golden training that you – like, your gold standard training that
4: you think everybody should have truck-wise?
0: Uh, like, what's your what's your go-to, like, your – how
4: specific you want me to get? Tool work for sure. Tool work, yeah. You know, I mean, we see it, and God bless these young kids. Uh, there's this. We all, you know, you got young kids around you guys, and we can bash the hell out of them. You know that they come on, they don't know anything, and but look at the world they grew up in. They don't have to. So, uh, so we we've made a lot of changes in the teaching world about that, but. Uh, for truck work, it's ladder work. Uh, I think the fire service as a whole, I think, unless you're in Boston or San Francisco or someplace, that really prides themselves. I don't think any of us are as good at ladder work as we think we are. So, uh, you know, and the, we always like, ah, we throw them, we know what we're doing, but then I don't think we are. So, so you know, you, you work with them enough, we don't throw them enough, uh, and that and the tool work stuff.
0: You guys teach it more of the why are we throwing that ladder, why are we throwing it here, as opposed to just the mechanics of the the ladder, like
4: I think I think we do a mix of both. You know, I'm blessed. I get to be around uh, Kevin Sears, uh, one of the great, you know, teachers slash truck people. Alex Griff, you know, these are fantastic people, and uh, and I think you got to have both of those things because uh, I think what we sh- we never really focused on the why in the past, but this generation does. They want to the know why, and and they're they're right to do it. You know, I think that's a good way to learn it. Yeah, you know. So you, you're. Your gold
0: standard is just going back to basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, building that foundation.
4: You have to because it's all the experience level. Now you get some people with more experience. Now it's stretched the envelope. Um, you know, Corey, you were you and I were talking, uh, you know, off mic. Um, what's what can you? What are those little tricks of the trade that you want people to know? Right. Um, a trick that someone showed me in it and that I don't, I, I didn't share with anybody because I wanted to think I was the only one who knew it <laughs> is uh, just what's the floor made of, just little stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. every fire I go into, uh, people, we talk about search, left-handed, right-handed, whatever, count your turns, all that stuff. But I'm a guy, I stick my face on the floor. And even in the worst fire in the universe, uh, you can, with a good light, you know what you're on, right? You stick your face on the floor. I'm in hardwood here. Uh, right, now I'm on carpeting, all right? So, so I like to know, you know. All right, what's this, what room should this be? Well, if there's tile, it's probably a bathroom or a foyer or whatever, whatever's in your worlds, right? Right. So just those little things. And that's like the advanced part you get. And, and, but the, all training, the best training is hands-on. Uh, that's what makes them remember it, yeah. you know, and make it, make it as close to realistic as you can. Give them a reason why they're doing it. Right, right. Some right? the
2: old black of mask and uh, yeah. I mean, especially, and like, I've talked a lot of shit about the Cleveland drill, so, like that, putting your face to the ground thing—like you keep, hopefully, you are keeping yourself out of that situation. The old, oh, the old, pulling yourself out of a whole thing. Yeah, that was no. uh, that was something I, I used to just fire off because, um, and not that we've we've definitely come a long way, and we're we're I am really happy with where things are going with training by my department. But like, it used to drive me nuts because I it, it it's kind of like going to a fire. Like I am one of those guys where when we go to a fire, like I want to do some want to go in want I wanna go somewhere I want to do something at a fire or I want to go home I don't want to stand on the lawn I'm not looking for the news to like snap a cool picture of me and like if if I go somewhere I want to do something it's the same with training like I either want to train or I don't want to do it at all because it's it's like you said, it's got to be realistic. It's got to be pertinent what's going on. That's that's what's going to stick in guys' minds at 3, like you said, 3 in the morning yeah. when when you're, you know, half half asleep and not knowing what's going on. And, and you know, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, when we did the Cleveland drill for the fifth time this week, <laughs> Um, we tried it with a bike pole, and that was <laughs> fun. You know, like, it, and then he jammed his thumb and that idiot. You know, like, But, but again, when it's just constant, like the same nonsense all the time, it doesn't really – is really
0: well, ringing. look at 32 years later, Brian's still talking about the teachable moments that right. were laid out in front of him in that environment. Mm-hmm. They, were, they stopped at a fire, took, a, took you know, five seconds to said, don't go, like, let's take a look at this first. Yeah. All right, now we'll
4: go. Yeah. And that's the thing I would like to see officers do more of is in those, just in those moments, freeze the time, take five seconds out of your day. Point something out and then move on. Well, you know, you know, we can't do that. You know, you can't on ten minutes. Oh, let's see, look at the smoke and see how it blows. As as we lose the building, but but that's what makes it memorable for me. And it's again, Ray showed it to me, and I'm just kicking it down the line. You got good senior guys there that are that kind of take these new guys under their wing as well. Yeah, we, you know, I, I I'm, man, I just absolutely love our department. We got, uh, I could tell you, of course, that I'm on gold shift, and without doubt, it's the greatest. Everybody knows that, right? It's, you know, it's a gold you never see. Well, yeah, you know, nobody ever says, "Let's see the red standard," right? Nobody ever says that. There's no red medals in the Olympics, right? Everyone wants gold, so that's clearly we're the best.
2: You know, but and uh, redshift is a jag off, shift. absolutely, but,
4: to... yeah, absolutely correct. You know, it. Edible. he didn't even
2: want to talk Mm-mm. about it. Mm-mm. No, everybody knows
4: that's every department. Yeah, the lazy, yeah, they're the, terrible. The redshift are lazy, yeah, Fox. they're the, the, the
2: worst. The shift are the crybabies, right? Yeah, right, yeah, comes.
4: and they're all pigs. We have to up after both, of them. Right, right? So, <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I, across the board, we've just got some really, uh, I really love where we are, uh, where we've gotten to, uh, you know, the. The sharing of information has gotten so much better. We're, we've broken the crust off of a lot of those. Uh, you know, I I gave you the history when I started, again, six, eight guys out of 20, 25 on a shift doing any real work. Uh, now it's just so it's so much the opposite. If you don't go and get something done, there's just nothing to do because these kids are from across the board, you know, right. Right, these guys are just running, getting everything done, and you're like, wait, wait, hold on, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you know, I order you not to do that so I can do that.
0: <laughs> what do you think? Uh, cause that change in your department there to go from this only six guys going in out of twenty five to now complete opposite. Like this episode of Chicago's Bravest Stories is brought to you by Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy. So, Steve, I understand you have a sports and ortho memory that you'd like to share.
1: I do. Uh, just recently, I actually suffered an injury. It was a chronic injury uh, from uh, firefighting and paramedicking. I tore my shoulder and separated my AC joint right at the beginning of the pandemic.
0: How do you feel right now? I,
1: I, feel, I feel great. Can um, you lift your
0: hands over your shoulder? I can, I can, I can do all <laughs> of that.
1: But what was crazy was at the time, uh, they weren't doing shoulder surgeries. So I did not know what I was gonna do until I was presented with the option of going to sports and orthophysical therapy.
0: So you, you theoretically could have been out for a long time.
1: I could have been out for a very long time and I was told that the shoulder surgery I was presented with was going to keep me out a very long time as well. So you would have automatically lost your spot. Yes. And
0: potentially be out for a long time. There'd be a loss of income as well uh, for like overtime and
1: what yeah. have Yeah, right? oh yeah, for sure.
0: So what, uh, what kind of things did Dahlia have you do?
1: So uh, Dahlia set me up with uh, her, one of her therapists, Claire, Claire from England, uh, and Claire beat me up for three months straight. Well, you had it coming, Steve. <laughs> okay. I did, but uh, we did all kinds of stretches. I'll tell you what, I've had other injuries where I've went to other facilities outside of the job that I'm currently at, and they did not do the hands-on manipulation, the cupping, the stretching, the massages, the massage machine they were using uh, on me, uh, all sorts of stuff, needling, Claire did some needling on me, and and I'll tell you what, that needling, it was like, uh, I can't explain it to you, (laughs) but uh, it definitely, like, I could instantly feel, it was instant gratification when she was doing the needling on me. So how long did it take to get you back? So I did three sessions a week for approximately three months, a little under three months, and uh, I didn't need to have surgery. I rehabbed that shoulder back and uh, it it was great. And on top of all of it, I had a thing going on at home where I couldn't be exposed to the virus or multiple people because of the virus. And Dahlia had gone out of her way to schedule me so that I would not have those experiences and I could do a lot of the rehab by myself with Claire. And she just, Dahlia went above and beyond to accommodate me like she does, and she goes above and beyond for all of her clients, Um, and I'm truly, uh, truly grateful to her and Sports and Ortho physical therapy. Well, there you have
0: it, living testimony by our own Chicago's Bravest Story, Steve. Sports and Ortho, you can look them up on sportsandortho.net.
1: I mean, they got a location everywhere, so. For all you up north, uh, Edison Park for
0: sure, Mount Greenwood for you south. Brand new Oak Lawn, I believe. Oh, sportsandortho.net.
4: Geez, that's a great question. I, I haven't uh, thought of it. I, I would have to say that it was, uh, uh, you know, the dinosaurs going away, uh, going out to pasture. Uh, and then it definitely it was a grassroots thing because uh, uh, not slamming any of the management in the past, but it was never, um, you know. It was never a, a priority. Training is always uh, training's a tough thing for any of our departments, right? I mean, how much training do you have to do on Elmwood? I'm guessing. Um To get on? No, yeah. no, no. Just like on a daily like, like on a yearly, yearly like on a yearly basis. Oh you guys yeah, do I ITRs no, every we, day?
0: ITRs. Your training, like you log your training? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, we probably I mean we're probably good for um we're probably good for at least an hour a day of Real training, yeah. like not like nonsense, like pistol whip or, or some uh, bloodborne pathogens or some, yeah, right. Like, we'll, we we'll, we'll, we always try and like do, do a good hour, and if not, if not a good, like, um, uh, f- like. Actual physical drill, like we'll we'll try and do like a tabletop and kind of like put people in some, uh, you know, again, it's still a tabletop. Like try and put people in some shaky situations that they're just not like comfortable with, like oh, like you're. I know you're always, you know, the engineer this day, and you're always over here, but you know what? This guy called in, and you're you're acting now. He got shot. Now what do you do? Yeah, (laughs) he's dead. Yeah, but uh, you know, but again, like at a place like me, we're not, you know, we're not the city, we're not a bigger department, like. One guy takes off, or two guys take off, and like it, you've got a you've got a guy who was maybe on a back step in one situation. The next day, he could be, you know, a, a, um, a company officer just because of how small we are.
3: Sure, you
4: know? but that's the reality. They right. tell me, and I, I don't quote me on this, but I want to say that the sta- the standards are two hundred forty hours a year for a firefighter. That sounds about right. Yeah. So if you are doing that,
0: um, which see which isn't a lot, if if that's the standard, if you are thinking about throughout a year
4: yeah but i think it's actually harder on on bigger departments because with kelly's and vacations yeah. and you know you, everything's company based Well, i th- I think
0: in the city everybody winds up if you're not a 40-hour employee if you're a platoon employee i think you it you're w- working right around 86 90
4: days a year right so, so now it, you're trying to put that in yeah and so so it, so either good management or bad will both say the same thing. There's just not enough hours in the day to get everything done. And when you factor in who's off, who's not, plus you got whatever inspections or you got you know, people used to want to eat, you got shopping and oh by the way, there's sometimes there's calls to go on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so every
2: once in a while someone calls nine one one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh.
4: Jesus, that's
2: great. I never I get do that egg. towel.
4: So let the record show uh it was not me who spilled that drink.
0: <laughs> no, this is kind of it's is becoming a, no? a thing. Lately,
2: I, I'm surprised it didn't uh, break a cup as I did this time. Right? Yeah. Um,
0: so, well, so, uh, the only reason I, I was asking because you sure. know you're talking about, and I understand some of the dinosaurs have to leave before you can move that. But I, I was doing training in the city one time, and I, I, I talked to this guy who is a genius when it comes to training, and I wanted to pick his ear. And I'm like, how do you, how do you overcome this, this problem of of training? And he's like, well, Vince, he's like. The problem is you have these dinosaurs. I'm like, well, they're eventually going to, you know, by attrition, you're going to, they're going to lose. He goes, the problem, Vince, is that dinosaurs lay eggs.
4: Absolutely, sir. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sentence. That,
0: that kind of like yeah, blew my mind. That, and that. I was like, fuck, you are
4: 100% right. Yeah. Now, where do we go? Right, you know, so it's and I think that's so one of your, the way we had success was a grassroots. It was small groups. It was uh, you know I, I can mention some guys who I've been with for a long time, uh, myself, Paulie Litech, He's a lieutenant on the other truck in town. Um, Josh Hills now on our shift, and you get little groups like that, and so you you basically get with people who are like minded, and even if it's two or three of you, and then you start a movement. And then you find somebody. Somebody's going to join that movement, you know. Especially some of the mantras. Well, make it realistic. Make it fun, and make it short. Firefighters don't. Nobody wants to go and do something for four hours. And you know, we're we'll throw ladders for eight hours. You're, okay, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. You know, so make them short. Make them to the point. Uh, research. Uh, pick brains of the brilliant people. Uh, like I said, I mentioned Kevin Sears. He's a guy I lean on. Uh, Griff, These type of guys who are have these good. You know. I'm stupid, but these people are smart. So let's steal their ideas and then say I invented it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And uh, so you start the movement that way, and then it, it. we've had success with it growing. And then as the dinosaurs are leaving, they, the people who don't want to do it are the less and less, and they become the outcasts. And, you know, Maslow had something to that stuff he was saying. You know, people want to be inclusive in a group. Mm-hmm. And... uh uh so how do you win over those people so now you've got the numbers this is how we did it we had the numbers so now uh some of the great ones on there i I was going to mention uh dennis uh sean Ahern's name but i won't uh he's a guy who is a brilliant fireman but he's a crusty crabby mf but we've managed to get him involved why because he's brilliant and you just go up and tell him listen you're brilliant these kids need you do you mind sharing something and and play on their ego and get them and get them involved again keep it short and then even the garbage guys you know let's face it don't you think you can learn something from a guy who's been on the job 30 years even if he's a piece of shit Yeah. you know yeah. at the very least that person has probably learned how to get out of work right well That's there's a, there's a lesson there to be learned absolutely i mean there's always something yeah. you can learn yeah yeah, yeah. Every, so. everyone's
2: got their thing i think and and there's a fine line i think between um i knew i knew two there were two like uh pretty well respected captains by me on different shifts they were running their individual shifts and um the one guy he was a big um I mean he was more of a he was definitely like a like a people um like a fireman's fireman sort of guy where he he was a fun guy to hang out with but at the same time um he every he wanted everyone included and he was very big about like Giving people jobs or giving people role, or giving people's roles on the fire ground that like were playing to their advantage. Like he would, you know, he'd take a bigger guy and throw him on the roof, or, or give him a tool, or he'd give, you know, he'd take the the littler guy and throw him in a group and have him do a search. Like he was very big on like giving, giving, uh, you know, like uh, again, like playing like, to playing their people's strengths, s- strengths yeah. Exactly. And then there, there's another captain that, um, he was runs things very militarily and in his mind um if you know i'm a fireman this guy who just started a year ago he's a fireman and this guy who's got 30 years on he's a fireman i can plug that guy because he's a fireman i he i'm expecting the same thing out of any one of these guys as you know as as any one of the other ones you know whether he's a great guy a bad guy whatever like he was very he was very fair when he assigned those things you know would 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 he give a guy that he liked a lot that was a fireman uh, a company officer role? Absolutely not, because he was not a company officer. He, he was very specific about about like what was expected of them, and everyone was expected to to do at least this much, or expected to accomplish everything that that um that was inside their role. And and to be fair, both these guys, like I I like both of these guys' style. Like to be fair, like you really should, you know, if you're a fireman, like you should be well, able to Well, there's something to be said for, both, for both styles, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I like both those styles because, again, like you, to be fair to any of them, like just because you're a little little fat guy, like you should still be able to climb a ladder like the big tall guy and, and whatever, right. like you, you know. With nice. your tools. Right, with yeah. your tools. <laughs> and i like, oh, yeah. like, go, <laughs> but I'm fat. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't even – I was going to. No, I love what you
4: here. said there. The number one thing I love that you said was that give them something they can be successful at. Right. You want them to build on something. Don't set them up for failure. Right. You know, let's not run some drill that you know you're, they're not going to succeed at. Yeah. Because failure – and that's a – you know, we can say this new generation needs to win their, all their awards. But the fact is, I don't care if you're old or young. You want to look good and succeed at what you're doing. Yeah. We're all in this business historically. We're all alphas. hmm So – Add into that drill part, just like say, make it something that's accomplishable, and then when it's done, let them know that they did well, and, and that's how you win them over. That's how we had success with it, anyway. Well, let's let's take you back then to
0: the day before your uh, anniversary. Was it my wife's your birthday. Your wife's birthday. Yes. Your wife's birthday. So February nineteenth. Yes, sir. You're off shift. The fire department is in the hands of somebody else, <laughs> right? And shockingly, they
4: still put those fires out, which I haven't figured out how they're doing it when I'm not there.
2: And I'm you're, joking, it, of course. You, even on the jagoff shit, yeah. Been, even Red puts them <laughs> out, which is weird. It's, it's, who knew? Who
0: knew? <laughs> you were you were running errands, is what it. What the news is stating that you were out doing, and. You're driving past have you ever drank at Waterworks?
4: I have. I've had a, p- a couple of beers there yeah. over the years. I have not been in there very often, but we have frequented a, a decent amount there. Pizza is really good. Really? So and we only live about six blocks away. So Okay. So
0: you're you're running errands, you pass by and do you you just see the smoke in your car like coming from this building?
4: Yeah. It's you know, so uh, I'll give you a little. What time of day was this? Ten o'clock in the morning. Okay, and uh, it's on Ogden Avenue in Lyons. This is a busy street, Ogden, right? We're all out sixty six, and so it's a four laner. It's ten in the morning. I come around the corner. I just now I only want to tell you this because I've been learned how much I've screwed this all up. <laughs> so officially, what I was doing, and this is the truth, is my Tahoe, my that Corey was very envious of, which is not as nice as it looks. Anyway, so my, <laughs> my Tahoe was giving me trouble, so I dropped it off at Jack Phelan Chevy to get worked on, and I got just picked up a loaner. So I was coming back, and I was going to go to Target to go grocery shopping. So I'm coming down Ogden. I turned the corner. I'm about only about. I was a
2: just co- going to say you weren't like on your way to do anything questionable, right? Like that you've had to modify. No, not at all. This oh, is I a completely true story, and <laughs> yeah. this is where I'm getting. I'm oh, lear- I've got this massage place on the street. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is where I'm learning
4: all my mistakes. I'm gotcha. finding gotcha. out. So, so, uh, so I'm driving. I come around a corner, and I see the smoke, and I and I, it was so there was so much of it, and so, and I'm only about a block away. And I keep going, and admittedly, I'm in a little disbelief. Like, is this really what's going on? Is this a dryer vent or something that's putting out black smoke for some reason because it's wicked cold? I'm like, I can't, you know, you got to process that. And I get closer, and now the smoke is there. I see the fire shooting from the second floor. And you don't see anybody else out No, and that's what threw me is I'm driving, and here's this building, clearly on fire, (laughs) a lot of it, and nobody's doing anything. I felt like I was in a movie set. I felt like I mean there were cars still Don't driving. Like, I pull over on the right. I left room for the truck, and uh, I parked. Oh. I well, I knew they were coming at some point. I hope so. Anyway, you know, right, the cavalry's got to be coming. The engine, I they I was make, just first right
2: in front of the hydrant when yeah, you moved. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn! I should have thought of that. Oh, that would have been a good Come one. Come on. So uh, you know, so I pull over, and uh, and cars are driving by. I remember there was a guy walking down the street, and I'm like, Am, am <laughs> I the only one <laughs> seeing this? Yeah. This is what is happening here. I was in such disbelief, so I run across and I, uh, I bang on the front door of the bar, and it's all uh, you know darkened windows, and uh, a woman opens up. Uh, and one of the she's opened the place up, you know. She opens the door, and there's fire shooting out of the window directly over her head. She opens the front door. She says to me. Uh, she says, hey, we're, we're not open yet. And I says, I point oh. up, I, I'm three feet from, my point up, I go, your building's on fire. And she looks up, and she just starts screaming. <laughs> and she runs back into the bar. So I follow her in. And, no, uh, no, no,
2: not this way. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and she runs back in, and she's kind of, you know, in panic mode. I, I got a good view of what citizens are like when these things happen. And she, so she had never known. So now there's another woman in the bar and another guy in the bar. And, again, I think they're workers. They're not drinking at 10 in the morning. I'm, I'm assuming they're not. But Could be hey, firemen. Whatever, right? They probably were just <laughs> off the job. Right. <laughs> so they all start screaming and yelling, oh, we're going to die. And what's happening? Oh, my God, we'll never get out of here. And I, and I I'm And I'm yelling at them, how do I get to the second floor? And it's not working. So I just yell out, hey. And they all stop and they look at me. And I says, I'm a fireman. Your building's on fire, but you're all going to be fine how do I get up to the second floor? And the one woman shrugs her shoulders. The one guy points to the right and the other lady points to the left. And I'm like, all right, (laughs) cool. Let's try this a different way. I says, if you had to go to the second floor, how would you get there? And the one lady says, the stairs. And I said, good. Now we're
0: getting somewhere. (laughs) Okay.
4: okay. I said, where are these stairs you speak of? (laughs) And uh, she says, follow me. And uh, she did such a great job at that point. So we run out the Delta side and out into the parking lot. And the, the door, now there's a side door that goes up into an interior so staircase. I have seen it. So, it's a
2: taxpayer? Is that what that Yeah. Was? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, I, no.
4: I got a video of it. I should have showed you. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, so uh, we, So we. she enters the side door, and she goes up the stairs ahead of me, a little narrow staircase going up, heading toward the alpha side. And uh, why she got ahead of me, I don't know. I dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. You're a lieutenant. So. Right? Somebody's supposed to go first. <laughs> so, thank you, Corey. <laughs> so... She opens the front, opens the door at the top of the stairs. Black smoke pours out. She screams and she runs down the stairs. So I says, All right. So uh, now that whole flow path thing, it all kicked in really nice because it created like this little wind tunnel behind my back. Oh, no. And it could, no, no, no. It was good because oh, it cleared cool. like a, there was like a two and a half foot, three foot high little tunnel pocket oh, of nice. air. Okay. So I could kind of see. So I could yeah. see a hallway straight ahead.
3: Yeah.
4: And, uh, and I could hear a guy inside, you know, kind of coughing and whatnot. And he was saying some, you know, some stuff. Uh, And, uh, so I'm yelling, you in there? And he says, yeah, you know, and he's yelling. He's saying stuff like, uh, I hear a guy uh, straight ahead of me saying something like, uh, where am I? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And so I just hit my knees, and I crawl, and I come across. And uh, I got to hope he doesn't listen to this podcast, but he's the one guy I don't want to listen, <laughs> um, Uh I crawl across just so here's what fireman would deal, right? So I got a little visibility, and I see feet. I see old man spindly legs, and they're just, sh- like, shuffling in, like, place. And... Uh, he had on t-shirt and an underwear and it didn't fit very well because those things were sticking out.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah. And that's, i that's when I get a face full of right away. And I'm oh. like, I'm like a foot from this. I'm like, uh, great. And, uh, and you,
2: like, and you reach up like a doorbell. You're like, no, yeah. down here. <laughs>
4: so I just, we, and it wasn't far. It was like eight feet from the door. It was an easy crawl. And, uh, so I just stood up, grabbed him and I'm like, let's go buddy. And I uh, took him to the staircase and, uh, so I get to the stairs, and I start wrestling down the stairs. God, those
2: and old guys love their whitey tidies, man. Honest Honestly, like
4: the, except they were blue, though, but uh, otherwise, they, and they weren't very tight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the guy, so I wrestle him down the stairs a little bit, you know, and, and I hand him off to the to the lady, and I'm talking to him the whole time, like, who else is upstairs, anyone else up there, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying some again, some nonsensical stuff that's not really making sense. I don't know if it was the smoke that got to him was or what. Was this guy walking? Down the hall when you show. When I found him, he was in the kitchen shuffling. and he was just like shuffling his feet, but he was but moving standing like, up. He was like, yeah, standing up. Oh, okay. And uh, so he's he's taking in smoke. Yeah, I mean, tough old bird, because I wasn't liking any <laughs> of this, sure. and uh, you know, so uh, so I get him out, and he, and as we get to the bottom of the stairs, he yells out, "Glenn!" And I was like, "All right, Glenn's up there." He's like, "I don't know." Well, here's a. That that was his name. I found out later on. He yelled his own name. I'm like, all right, well, Glenn's up there, so I uh, hand him off to mm. Right, <laughs> I hand him off to the lady, and she, I just put him in a bar because it's warm there because it's like ten degrees out. So I run back upstairs, and at this point now, I remember, you know, we talked about uh, this earlier, Corey, um, the floor, looking at the floor, and at this point now, everything had kind of leveled out, and there, I could see the floor, but there was only about a foot of uh, off the floor was the smoke, and it was thick and gooey. So I just. uh I hooked my foot on the top stair, and I laid on my belly, and I stuck in there, and I started yelling for Glenn. And on the third yell, I hear somebody off to the right. So I hear, yeah! And I says, you got to get out of here. And he says, I can't. And I says, ah, shit. Because I don't want to be I'll – be, I'll tell anybody who listens, I was – it's pretty scared.
0: It's Pucker Factor
4: yeah. here, huh? Yeah, I was like, you know, are like, ah, you know, I mean, the news said it. he did this without any regard for his it, own life. And you
0: don't hear any sirens at this point?
4: No. The, I have to check on this. Gordy Nord, the the great chief of Lions, he's such a great guy. I want to check with him and find out. Uh, and he, he'll, be, he'll be listening to this. He listens to you guys all the time. Come on. Yeah. Because uh, I told him I'd be Two on. People. He's oh, like, hey, okay. I know <laughs> that guy. And uh, I want to find out because I'm pretty sure the lady in the bar, when I was in the bar, I told the one woman, I said, I need you to call the fire department. And I'm pretty sure I, I feel like that was the drink. first. I think that was the first call. I did grab a bottle of booze, uh, <laughs> but don't tell nobody. yeah, that was right.
0: the first call when this thing is already uh, raging. I
4: think so because the timeline was is as I got out with the second guy is when the first engine pulled up. So um, and now I as I'm on the stairs and I realize I gotta. I'm like, all right, I gotta go get this guy. And I. So how many feet would you say it was from? Because
0: you hooked you hooked the staircase so that you you could keep track of it. Yeah, I don't know. So want you to can make that. your way. So how now you have to make the decision to go in and lose your, your place here. Yeah. Where your hook. So how like so how many feet would you say you're gonna have to like go into no man's land?
4: Well, so I don't know. I hear the voice and I know he's not far, but I know he's not close. And uh, you know, and that's from the training. And uh so uh the uh, the old lady's on the stairs by me, she's you know at the bottom of the stairs and I I, I really screwed this up. Um, I had told myself a thousand times, what would I do if I came across a fire on my day off, right? We've all done it, probably. You know, anybody good at this job, I think, does that. And I told myself I'd grab a tool out of my truck and I'd grab a flashlight. Well, I didn't fucking grab any of that stuff. <laughs> right. I just ran. Right. The only smart thing I did is my wife uh, had bought me recently this nice winter parka that, one I'm wearing today, that's getting a lot more press than I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh and uh, I took it off outside. I says, well, if, she's, if I get this messed up, she's really going to kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. So I hung it on a fence, and I, that's when I ran in. So I yelled on the lady. I said, you got a flashlight? And she says, I don't know. I'll, I'll go look. She runs into the bar. I'm like, oh, that ain't going to work. So I, uh, but she did me a solid. She says, His, you got to go hard right for him, hard right. And as you enter the door, the door swings to the left. But you have to enter this apartment to then find the guy in the, to get into the next apartment. Jesus. It's clearly not a regular setup. So the, I looked to my right, and I—I I, one of my tricks is I like to be face on the floor and look at the layout of the building, right? Even if it's only a foot off, I can see trim work. That's a doorway. There's an archway. That's a little trick of the trade. Well, there was nothing there. But when I felt, she told me that, so I felt up into the smoke, and I felt the doorknob. And as I grabbed the doorknob and pulled, it opened toward me, which means I had to enter the apartment more to get around the store. And when you open it, it now blocks your exit, and I did not care for that situation one bit. You know. <laughs> So I just uh put my face on the floor and started crawling and it wasn't a far crawl. Um and again I found the exact same situation. I saw feet, they were shuffling, I saw old man spindly legs, t shirt and not tight underwear. <laughs> yeah. And uh it was the same, you know, same guys. and I remember I think I even said out loud, how come nobody wears pants around here? <laughs> <laughs> the hell is going on? And uh turns out that he was sleeping. So um but anyway I found out later. Um So I just, you know, I tell you,
2: slave to a good punchline, Brian. I really appreciate that. (laughs)
4: Thanks. (laughs) He, uh, and I could follow his coughing, and uh, and that's what got me to him. And uh, again, it didn't seem far, but I remember I fell back on the training. Right, I remember face on the floor. I had left at the archway, at the doorway was hardwood. I crossed the threshold onto linoleum, and I remember. So I found him. I remember just saying, "I face, you know, hardwood threshold, linoleum, linoleum threshold, hardwood back." That was my mantra. Yeah. So. Uh, he was coughing and I'm yelling at him, We gotta go and he's he's saying I can't breathe and I said, We gotta go. He says we can't breathe. I says, Get down. And he says, I can't. So I just reached up in the smoke, grabbed his t shirt and yanked him to the floor. Oh, yeah. And uh I said, We gotta go. And he says, I can't. And I says he was, thank God not a big guy. So I just kinda one armed him and just kept a face on the floor and uh we I learned that we highly undervalue air packs. So I really I think <laughs> I'm thinking of carrying one of those around oh, from now on. Oh, you know, and uh, so we get to the door. We crawl back into th- the doorway they open, and I had to go a little farther past and shut that to clear the exit. And I stood him up, and uh, we got to the stairs. I stood him up on the stairs, and I started walking him down. And this is when he gets in an argument with me. He says, well, I'm not going down there. He says I ain't got no pants on, and I says, "Well, I got pants for you in the bar. Come on." He says, "There ain't no fucking pants in the bar." I says, "Well, we're not fucking staying here." <laughs> right. And I just kind of manhandled him down the stairs. No pants here. <laughs> and uh, that was it. And as uh, I came like, out the side door, that's when Lions had their first engine pulling up. Any any heat when you were in there? Or uh, just all no, smoke? all smoke. Yeah. Uh, if there was heat, I don't remember feeling it. Um, I know I looked at when I found the first guy. I looked to the right, and I could see the room going real good to my right. And uh, so I just made a note of that, but uh, no, just.
0: Well, at least we know that there's a generation out there that doesn't understand getting to the floor. Just, no, it's,
4: that, it's, me- it's, that I was saying that. <laughs> that message is not getting across to a certain <laughs> age group for sure. <laughs> So, But those guys are tough old birds because I, mean, I don't know how they were standing because I didn't like it where I was, and they were just – Apparently,
0: <laughs> stand and shuffle your feet was the mantra back
4: yeah. <laughs> B- back. Yeah. Then. So, and we all know there's that law in Illinois. I don't know if the other states have it that when you're in a fire, you need to take most of your clothes off because yeah. they follow that. Yeah.
2: time right? the undershirt and the, and the underwear. Right. That's, that's the move. Quickly grab your underwear and your shirt. And, yeah. So. And then
0: shuffle your – stand there and shuffle you know your what?
2: feet. To be fair, if I didn't have kids in the house – Sure. I think that'd be my move sure. most of the day. Really, so I think. I mean, why not?
4: I talked Maybe. to my wife, but I'm like, listen, as we age, can we still get dressed in the morning? Can we put some clothes on just in case? For <laughs> just, God's sake, you know, let's keep our dignity. Put, put put on the show, okay? Put on the
2: show because clearly I'm going to deteriorate before you will. Yeah, you know. But
4: so you know. So were those
0: uh, in conclusion? Were those guys okay? Yeah. Ultimately? So they both
4: they both got transported. One to McNeil, one to La um, I the guy the second guy I grabbed ended up calling me uh, the next day. Really. Yeah, and it turns out we have a mutual friend who shared our, my number, and uh, it was it was really good to hear from him. He was, you know, very emotional and crying, and thanks for that, and I'm like, hey, it's, you know, no big deal, how are you, and, you know, what are you doing now, where are you staying, are you okay, can I get you anything, and, and he was just incredibly grateful, and, uh, you know, and credit to those guys, because, again, they hung on, and. Any yeah. of those lions guys uh, recognize you? Yeah, so they did? <laughs> uh, fine. I'll embarrass myself Do and, it. A, and a deep apologies <laughs> to the lions gentlemen. Uh, you know, I, so you took the line. You went up. No, back up there. No. Uh, so I, like I say, I, I've been working at Romeville, so I get to be blessed and meet people from all over the oh, yes. world and the country, right? And, and I, I've trained some, been involved with some of the lions gentlemen. And uh, as they pulled up, like the engineer Larry, I remember his name now. So he. But at the time, I didn't. So he pulled, they pull up, and it's him. There's three of them on there, and so he sees me. He says, hey, Brian, thank God you're here. How you doing? And I'm like, oh, I couldn't remember his guy. I'm terrible at names. <laughs> yes. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm like, hey, champ. So there, was, there was three on the engine? Three on the engine, and I and saw one him. of them was the engineer? Yeah. Okay. So and uh, so he starts stretching the line, so I,
2: uh, I help him make the hook up to the hydrant. and uh, How lines are they? They're, They're a like a part time, yeah. But are they are they always staffed?
4: Yeah, I, I believe they always are. Okay. Um, so it wasn't
2: because they weren't there. Why? why no, they just didn't so get the call. Yeah, huh. and
4: that was again from like the beginning of the story. I right. just kind of dis disbelief. Like I felt like I was running into a movie set, and at some point somebody yelled, "Cut! Get that idiot out yeah, of here!" Yeah. And uh, uh, was, we got you.
2: You're retired now. It was just so it was just
4: so obvious. But so he said hi. I remember the, I think it was the officer got off. He said, "Hey, Bri, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hey." You know, superstar or whatever, <laughs> I couldn't remember their names from Adam. And uh, uh, at that point, uh, Matt Buckley pulled up, he's the chief of Riverside, he was the first chief on the scene. Uh, it seemed like a couple of minutes went by or whatever seconds. And Gordy Nord, the chief of line, showed up, uh, Riverside truck showed up. Um, and they went to work, they deck gunned it at first, they stretched the line, they headed up the stairs, and once they started knocking it. I just grabbed up the Chiefs and uh I says, All right, you guys don't need me here. This might, you know uh before they deck gunned it, did they ask you
0: nobody else in there? Yeah. Uh
4: like I remember the engineer came over, he said, What's up? And I says I didn't tell him what I did, I I'm, I'm like, You got fire here. Here's how you get to it. You know, because I thought they were gonna pull a line, but they ended up gunning it, which I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just I knew what we would do. And uh I kinda gave him the layout and I said, They go, Anybody else in there? Anybody in there? I goes, No, everybody's out of the second floor. And uh when those chiefs showed up, I gave them a quick briefing what was going on. And I says, all right, I got to I gotta go. I got to go grocery shopping. I'll see you later. <laughs> and I left. And this is where I'm learning I screwed up. So I go home. I go grocery shopping. They and knew I, your name. Well, I go to the Target. I go grocery shopping. And I'm at the Target first off. And I, and this is kind of the first time it hits me of, you know, like the like adrenaline was coming down. And, and uh, I had to call my brother because he's on a job. And I'm like, hey, I guess I got to tell somebody because I'm, um, you know, kind of hands are shaking a little bit, you know, the adrenaline's wearing off. And anyway, when I'm in a Target and I catch myself in a, I'm in a frozen food section, I catch my reflection, I got black goo coming on my nose (laughs) and my pants are all filthy and I'm like, shit, and I smell. And I was like, so people are looking at me and I wonder, and I'm like, sorry, sorry, I don't usually dress like this. And... uh, That was at a barbecue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I go home and about uh, one. That was like ten thirty in the morning. Like one o'clock. Gordy Nord from Lions calls me. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to narrative on this thing." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "He goes, can you come back to the scene?" I got from talk. you. Yeah, you got. Well, he's can... setting them up.
3: Yeah, he's, yeah, he is. He's setting them up.
4: He says, uh, "He goes, can you come back to the scene?" And I was like, and I, naturally, when a chief says, "Come back," I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm in trouble." What the hell did I do? And I pull up, and he's got the media. weight. they're dead. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's when, that, that, that so that's when that interview happened, and that's when the cult became famous, because, you <laughs> oh, know, I the no. yeah, you know, I mean, I now you guys are younger, well, now you've been, I found out you're almost as old as I am, for God's <laughs> sakes. Maybe Even I, older. We gotta, um, we gotta keep that to ourselves, it's, it's getting out there. Are you familiar yeah. with the uh, Star Wars uh, movie, the, when they were in Hoth, with the frozen tundra of Hoth? What was that? Um. Uh,
0: is that where he cuts the
4: thing open cuts and he goes the cuts inside? Taunt. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry I'm a nerd. I know yeah. that he cuts yeah. a no, over the yeah. taunt That's on the strikes loop. back, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, you Remember the outfits they were wearing with the big coats with the big fur around them? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got guys. I got this guy, Jason. He's a Myrtle Beach uh, captain I met at the, you know, this joint. Yeah. And he's sending me, I'm getting memes. Uh, is this, that coat you're wearing, is that standard <laughs> issue in Cicero? And uh, I got guys who wanted to know why I why was I wearing my wife's coat at the fire. <laughs> And they want to know what that fur is—that real coyote. And uh, don't so. worry,
0: if you're listening, we will take a picture of the coat that that'll be on our uh, Facebook
2: for for so you guys to send. The, comments. The Best part is these are like all the PC ones you're throwing out too. These yeah, well, the ones yeah. That, like, yeah, there were some other. Behind them. There were some
4: other ones. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's where I learned. I, you know, Gordy says, and God bless Gordy. If you need a hype man in the fire service, get this guy. This that's guy okay. is just oh man, he's just you know. So I'm getting interviewed. I'm like Gordy. I don't know what to say. I never, you know, I don't do this. Very often, and truthfully, let's face it, we're uncomfortable. This is not why we do the job, right? Yep. You know, we don't do this for the accolades. And so the guys, so I'm like, he's like, just be matter of fact. So I, I said my part, and Gordy's next to me. He did this, and he did that, <laughs> and he's a hero, and these people would have died. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm ready to run to a wall for myself right now. Who is this guy <laughs> you speak like of? A great guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Holy shit. And... Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I learned that I shouldn't have said – I shouldn't have downplayed the interview. In fact, I felt like I looked really angry in it. Um, guys are like, you really screwed that up. I learned afterwards. And you guys are obviously media giants. Oh, I'm <laughs> assuming true. you can help me with this. I <laughs> should have said that I was at Jack Phelan Ford, with Jack Phelan Chevy with my Tahoe, yeah.
2: getting it yeah. fixed
4: because heroes drive Tahos. Right. And then they right. would, then well, I found yeah. out apparently they are supposed to then buy me a Tahoe for free.
2: Right. Yes. I just yes. – I wish I could afford – the payment on this thing, <laughs> uh, whatever you know, just all in a day's work is what I you mean. know. And then Target, I, we could have got Target for you. That's <laughs> what they
4: tell me. I put a hero shop at Target. Yeah. Blah blah hero blah. Yeah. You know. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm sorry. I, I Can I get this? Can I get a I bar, do over? Plus the bar,
0: we could have worked out something where you you drink for free for the rest of your yeah. life at that bar. So, <laughs> so I so
4: I, I'm learning. You know. So if this happens again, I think I'll be right. much more dialed in. Well,
0: on. we're gonna have to put you under contract here so that we'll we'll handle. We'll handle it from there all right. On. I appreciate. it. I could use a good PR person, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
4: Vince is like an agent, pretty much. He might as well be an agent. All right. I'm assuming five percent is standard fee. It's, it's standard I don't. Fee. That's what you get. If you were <laughs> in Germany, <laughs> that's what Vince says. You get. You get five yeah. percent.
0: If you were in Germany, you would have got ninety five. Oh, all right. right. <laughs> I right, I'll have to get to Ooh, Germany yeah. then. <laughs> so, well, yeah, now it, is that? I would that be the the biggest save that you've had? in your career, but you're having this big save while you're not working as a fireman.
4: So uh, I was misquoted in the article uh, because some great, God bless the fire service, Scott Kavanaugh and Brian McMillan, Downers guy and a Shanahan guy, uh, the next day had T-shirts printed up with my face on the front from that interview. And on the <laughs> back, oh my on the back they have a quote. I, well, I've saved plenty of people. Lieutenant Brian Colaga. Well, <laughs> what, when I was interviewed, and I have the tape of the interview, the guy asked me, "Have you ever done this before?" And I said, "I've been blessed. I've, I said, on the job, I've made uh, a couple. I, I've, I've had this opportunity on the job. I said, but never off duty, and that's the truth." Um, that is uh, apparently very... he, re, he apparently he requoted it that said, "I've saved plenty of people." Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, you know, so, uh, but uh, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. No. Um, Again, like I told you, I had it in my head a thousand times. First time, and 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 let's be honest, gentlemen, I got lucky uh, on a twofold basis. First off, you guys would have done the exact same thing. So many firemen, firefighters would have done the exact same thing. It just it was my t- my day, and uh, lucky in two parts. One, everything went in my favor. I mean, just think, I could have got the wind could have shifted, and everything went south. Uh, right. Those two gentlemen couldn't have been where they were. They been farther in, and I can't find them. I coat my, you know, something out of my clothes gets hung up. Now I'm screwed. Right. All that stuff. Uh, anything, worked. anything right, could happen.
0: Like f- for, for everything to work out the way it did. I mean, first of all, think about what are the odds that some guy with this many years of service who's like actually familiar and actually has the balls to go in to do that just happens to be driving by at that time. Cause Obviously, nobody else had any idea. By the time the people down in the bar would have figured it out, the building was coming down on their head.
4: Yeah, it was. It was very strange. Um, you know, I will give you something that it's weird for our mindset, right? Um, civilians have asked me about it, and God bless, I've been blessed. I reached out to so much. You know, my phone that that piece hit the news, and my phone blew up for like two, three days. It was crazy. But it's so weird to have me. You guys, here, you've done the same thing. You run in, and you, get, you clear the first floor, and then you're like, all right, well, there's people upstairs. It's a the taxpayer. They're 10 o'clock in the morning. They're probably home. Um, civilians, one of the number one questions I get is, well, how would you know, even think that there were people upstairs? How would you know? I'm like, that's just how we think. It's pretty normal. And so it's, it's a pretty nice like, uh, window into their mindset versus our mindset. And the, this probably was the <coughs> first time
0: that you got to see what it's like for the civilians prior to you showing up their mindset and how their brains are working before you get there. Cause by the time you get there, it's a different story and you don't even get to see that cause you're, you're good, you're doing work or you're doing other things and it's already so much time has passed before that phone call is even made.
4: Yeah. That wonderful woman in the first floor, when I came ran chased her into the bar, one of the things she yelled out is I started the, she was getting the oven warmed up in the first floor kitchen to make the pizzas and whatever. It's because I started the oven. That's what did it. And I'm like, what? No. Well, you didn't
2: start the oven, did you? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And I'm like,
4: wait, what? No. And you know,
2: I'm like, it's you have to talk him off the ledge. So, um, I'll tell you what I I mean. So I'm dumb and super dumb. Well, right. And I clearly, got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like when I so I always forget how much how willing people are to answer my questions wearing my getup at work. Absolutely. And like, I, like, did you have any, were people like, were people like, dude, don't talk to me, man. Like, were they like kind of apprehensive about talking to you? Or did you, do you feel like your presence kind of like you, people, people answered your questions. They weren't at all difficult.
4: No, right? I, um, I felt like that's why I felt like I had opened up that when I yelled, Hey, and they all froze and right. looked at me. I, I wanted to make sure I let them know who I was. You and I it. think that's, that made a difference. Cause I think at that point they were just kind of spinning like tops and, uh, and I was not getting any information whatsoever. So
0: There was something else that you wanted to talk about and uh, we'll let you, however you want to go about it, take your time and, um, you know, let us know the story and tell us all about it.
4: All right, uh, what I did want to touch on is uh, I mentioned that we've got, I've got, you know, I've got family in the fire service and my brother, Mark, is on the job with me. And, uh, but my niece, Nicole, was on the job and she was on the job in Hinsdale, uh f d um nicole is and was uh one of the you know just one of the best people on the planet um for anybody listening who doesn't know nicole was on hinsdale and uh uh right around her, her first year as she was making her probation she committed suicide so um nicole uh we were we were Close. She was my niece, and uh, she, uh, on my, she's on my wife's side of the family. And uh, God bless my wife's side of the family. They are incredibly close. They do a ton of stuff together. Um, I would, like, my kids and Nicole, I wouldn't even say, they probably didn't even seem like cousins. They were more like brother and sister, except they didn't hate each other as much as typical brothers and mm-hmm. sisters. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was, she got in the fire service, um, and she told me, because of me. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, it's an honor for me that she said that. Um, she got, uh, she basically knew she wanted to help people, and uh, um, so that's what drove her toward it. Uh, she, let's, I'm not sure where I want to, how I want to say it. Uh, let's, I don't know, I don't know where people stand who are listening on Females in the Fire Service. And uh, I guess part of me doesn't even care. I can tell you what I know about Nicole. Is Nicole, from grade school through college, got one B and everything else she got an A. And she got that because of pure effort. I mean, first off, she's wicked smart. But she just would work her absolute ass off to get great grades. She had a, uh, she would study so long and hard and uh, would not settle for anything less than the best. Um. Uh, people worry about uh, physical fitness of that part. My niece, uh, was a physical fitness beast. Um, shout out to the Elmhurst uh, CrossFit group. Um, that was where she spent the bulk of her time. It's a great group. Uh, they did a huge fundraiser for my niece after this happened, and, um, to, and that we got plenty of money from that, which is paying for the park bench that we're going to donate in Nikki's name. Um, but, uh, in fact, there's a workout named after, you know, we're all a, well, you know, there's workouts, right, and CrossFit and Murph and all those other things. Well, they named one for her, and uh, I've done it a couple of times, and it will absolutely just put you on the floor. It's bar over burpees and uh, clean and to and pull-ups and just a series of those, and then you finish with a mile run with, like, a 100-pound bag on you. And it's, uh, I did it a couple of times in honor of her. Uh, I definitely probably MF'd her through it. Because I was like, God damn, this is not fun. And you're you're just going for time? Uh, You do it for a certain amount of time, yeah. and then uh, How many many rounds you can get in? Right, it's an AMRAP uh, for the first part. And then once you meet that time frame, then you take the bag and you go on to run. And uh, apparently because these were all her favorite exercises, which I definitely hate her for. (laughs) I'm not a pull-up guy (laughs) or any of that. And burpees are just... I'm not a burpee burpee guy. guy. No, they absorb energy. That's all they do. They're (laughs) the worst. So... Uh, so she was a rock star and, uh, and she was, you know, she was up, up and coming. Um, she got on, she was on, uh, she went through the, uh, Broadview Explorer program and she was great. And, uh, she killed that class. She got on Western Springs fire department as a part-timer. They have their own academy. She was, uh, the valedictorian of that class and won a leadership award. And uh, then she got on Hinsdale. She tested for Hinsdale, and they hired her. And uh, they put her through Romeoville's academy, and she was the valedictorian of that class, and won a leadership award. So
2: there was nothing she wanted that she didn't. She didn't work her ass off. Right,
4: head. and so um, and I guess the uh, I'm trying to measure my words here. She got on Hinsdale. She was on gold shift. <coughs> And I know we were in contact all the time, and she loved it. And uh, I met her officer, and they were doing well. She, uh, he had nothing but great things to say about her. And she uh, won an award. She got a commendation for going above and beyond on an EMS run. And uh, about six months into her time there, she got transferred to a different shift, and everything went south. Um, she became despondent. Her text messages were... Uh, you know, she didn't like the job anymore. And you can attribute that specifically to her change in shifts? That's what she would attribute it to, yeah. 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 And, uh, and so then she, anyway, uh, eventually coming to the end, which is where she took her own life. And yeah. How long had she been on by that time? She was in her last week of probation oh, when really? she did it. We, we wanted it looked into. And uh since and she then, reached
0: out to you at all? No. Time?
4: And uh um I've said this to my family so I can I think I I don't mind saying it, is uh, that's part of me that's mad at her. Um I would love for her to have known and I would love I'm I'm mad at her that I suppose she didn't know and I don't I'm learning so much about uh the mental part of this. Uh, uh, we talked about this and Tracy Kenny's a big advocate of it, the Chief of Broadview. Um, we talked about this is, uh, is the mental health of the firefighters. Um, I'm mad that she didn't know that she could have reached out to me. And, uh, I found out later on that she knew that was an option, but she chose not to take it. Um, but she, I, I know that if I would have known about any of this stuff, I would have fixed it. Either one way or the other, I would have fixed this problem. And, uh. Someday when we meet again, I'll, we're going to have a discussion about that. But uh, so we we wanted looked into uh, the city of Hinsdale is investigating their people. Uh, there's other avenues so that are being have, investigated. You have
0: suspicions of what caused her to commit suicide. I do. Okay,
4: and we do, and uh, and we know the truth will come out. And uh, uh, people from that organization have reached out and. Uh, the good people have reached out, and uh, uh, this will come out. But I guess what I really just want is is I don't want her forgotten. Um, you know, she was so good at this, and she would have been just this bright, shining star, and somebody put that star out, and
2: we're going to find out. Um, and that's, I mean, it seems like that's a testament to to the the... I mean, to the mental strength that she had was that she always knew that you were a, an, an avenue to fix a problem. And and I, I can only imagine that, knowing from what I've heard of her, that, you know, she was not the type of person that wanted someone else to solve her problems.
4: So that's know? what she left. She left uh, messages to us, and that was part of it. She knew that there were avenues, but she didn't want to bother anybody. That was her style. And... uh you know, and, and, uh, and we talked about it a little bit uh, about the mental health part. Um, I'm learning a lot about it now. And uh, something, just a couple takeaways is when people are in these situations, um, you know, we as a family, uh, we, you know, we, we beat ourselves up over it. And uh, we, it's the way I make up I picture it is in my mind to make it make sense is that people in these situations who are willing to go to these lengths to do this, to, to end these problems this is the only way out that they see, and the way I picture it is that they're in an ocean and they're floating, and they think there's nobody around to help them. But all of us are around them—families out there, friends are out there—and they're literally just a few feet away with their hands out, ready to help. But we can see them drowning, but they can't see us. And that's how I picture Nicole in her in what got her to do this. Right. And the other thing I just—anybody who's out there is—you uh, know—again, you know, again, use, find your resources. Uh, the peer support, the, the Tracy Kennys of the world, um, but I learned that uh, to engage is I knew something was wrong. Um, but when I, we would talk about it, Nicole would always end it with a joke, you know, like, "Well, blah blah, it's bad," but you know, but she was taking Cicero's test, she was taking Berwin's test, she was taking other tests, and we always she always ended, up, "Yeah, but I have that test coming up," you know, and that type of stuff. And uh, so there was always hope.
2: Yeah. There's so I just like it was never just. Just uneventful and um, yeah,
4: but I I my one of my regrets is I wish I would have engaged more, and that's my. If anyone's in this, people ask about advice and go see the experts again. Tracy Kenny gave advice. Um, engage them. Well, you, don't just I, ask. I know what's you wrong. you
0: advocate. Um, just reach out to somebody. Yeah, right. And you gave a speech at the funeral that you wanted people to know this department like what,
4: what were you referring to so and that's you know um so my family and a fault of mine is i don't share a lot of my stuff about the job to my family and uh i've learned to be better about that um so obviously when this happened nicole's family my family did not have a positive view of the fire service and she, you know Corey, uh thank you and thank the hundreds of others is that wake came about, and we met with the family and uh, her mom, Sharon, and her husband, Dan, and I went to, uh, you know, we set, up the, we set up the funeral arrangements, and they asked what you wanted, and the family wanted, they everyone knew Nicole's passion for the fire service. So when we did the funeral service, they wanted, um, you know, the, the bell. They wanted the uh, bagpipers and the walkthrough. And I was so glad because, and that was what uh, drove that talk that morning is, and I, I didn't know, and that was off the cuff, so I hope it came across well. But um, I it, just. It, de- it definitely did because
0: I heard about it secondhand. So <laughs> it, it resonated with people.
4: If it helps, I don't remember quite what I said, to be honest with you. I just, I, I knew in the moment I, I wanted to say something. I,
0: I think you wanted, you were referring to the fact that people showed up and there was tradition and there was an outpouring of support and that's what you wanted The your family to see and not the other side that, that you may have caused what happened. Yeah. And... Wanted this them to see the good in the fire service.
4: That's that's it. Is is I mean, you were is that what you got out yeah. of it, Corey? Yeah, yeah. You were there, Corey. Mm-hmm. You know, and thank you for coming. Oh, of course. Uh, thank everybody who was part of that. Um, it, because it it did what we what I had hoped it would do is the fire service. Uh, let's face it, we love this stuff. This yeah. is the greatest job in the world, and and we all know it. You know, um, and I knew that my family had only seen the bad side of it. That old bullshit, brotherhood, close the ranks, and we're going to treat people like shit type stuff. Um, and uh, I wanted to know that there's a good part of it, and this is one of those good parts, the way we support each other. And And uh, my family was overwhelmed with the show of support that came out, so the, every single human who came out to that
2: thing, thank you so much. Um, and, and it was incredible. I mean, it was, first off, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ceremony like the the family did that they, they were i mean you guys were so classy about the whole thing uh, again you know as it pertains to to you know a possible um a, a possible like disenchantment with the fire department i mean y- you would have thought that that you know we were shown up to 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 any other type of of celebration and um i mean it was a beautiful ceremony and the amount of guys the amount of support like i i couldn't believe that was i was embarrassed to say that that was the first one that i ever went to the first funeral i ever went to and i mean it it was it was just incredible to see just to see the support and to see i mean there were I mean, your department. There was an incredible amount of guys there. I mean, there was just the support. And again, like that's like you said, it's that's what families need to see. I mean, you hear the silly jokes, you hear, you know, the 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 mess around, the the you know, us talking about how great we are uh, to other firemen, and uh, right, you know, and then yeah, and then there's stuff like this that like and and to me, you know, going to stuff like this is not it, it's not about. Um, uh it's it's not about ourselves it's not about um I mean it's it's about the family but it's more I mean to me it's it's paying penance for for the beautiful thing that we have and and to to you know lend that that support to whoever else is out there to whoever else that that needs that you know
4: yeah Tracy Kenny gave a great speech um Shout to the international, the uh, the union, uh, Matt Lopresti and Ben Zabudis from our job. They're on the honor guard, and they mustered all those services and and made that happen, and made it. uh, They took all that weight off of me and us for that. And uh, and then you know, if we talk about the difference between us and the civilians, is I knew what was coming. I knew the bell ceremony. I knew about the the bagpiper. And I told my family about it, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be good. Thanks. It'll be nice. I'm like, listen, this is going to be emotional. And they did not at all, and they had never experienced that. I, I don't think people can truly understand
0: when you say emotional. I've unfortunately been to a few of those, and every time the bagpipes go. Oh, my God. I cannot stop. Like, I try. So I'm like, this time I'm not I'm going to keep it together. Yeah. I'm not going to break down. But something about those goddamn bagpipes, man. Right. It just goes right to your soul. And next thing you know, it's just pouring out of you. Um, I, I it's set up front, it's yeah. so hard. And I feel like I'm getting weaker and weaker <laughs> the more I hear these bagpipes.
4: I, I sat up front with my family, and I tried to ready them for it. And they're like, you know, we're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. And that gentleman walked in the bagpipe, and he hit that first note. Brr. And just waterworks. Well, I can they I can exploded. hear it in my head now. The drums that
0: first yeah beat of the drums, and then they start the they start ramping up that five ten seconds. Yeah, like I, I feel like like my soul rushing out of me. It it is so. It, you can't describe that to somebody. Somebody has to be sitting there yeah. in that environment, hearing that go on. It's. It's beyond those, emotional. Yeah, beyond emotional. I'll yeah,
4: you,
2: those bells fuck me up. The bells fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. When they ring, ring out, the f- when they yeah. ring out the final one. Yeah, that's that's jarring. And it's like it's
0: always dead silent. It's really silent when those bells are going off.
2: How oh. um how have things been since? So, uh, uh, I would say that uh,
4: the family is managing. As you would expect, um, there's a, a misser, uh, certain things trigger the emotions stronger than more, uh, you know, first Christmas without her, uh, big family, big Christmas family, um, and then uh, funny little things that pop up, um, you know, uh, memories here, there, the other, uh, you know, a Snapchat video pop up. Uh, I saw her, I keep her picture in, in, in my truck, and I, I glanced up and looked at it, and that brings over a wave of emotions. and So we're doing okay. We have uh, some that uh, are, we're keeping an eye on. and uh, But uh, uh, I'm really glad that uh, I, I'm, once again, grateful and honored that you guys wanted me to come to this thing.
0: Oh, the honor's ours. Uh, so if you heard some shuffling going on in the background while Brian was talking, that was actually Corey getting a drink together so that we can um, drink your honor.
2: Thank you. Nikki,
0: to Nikki, yeah, so thank you very, very much for coming on. Um, it was awesome and <laughs> hearing some of those stories, especially you know, I love hearing the stories of the, the old days, if you will, just the way the fire service was back in the day, and um. I'd be remiss if I didn't let you get out of here without letting
2: Corey um, oh, take well, the reins. Hold on, I was gonna say get him. Well, you to got you him, you have you you have oh, him yeah. teed up right now, right? I got a couple of things, uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna. Um, just we are to known for our research, Brian. Well. Yeah. yeah, are you? Oh, oh great! The hard.
0: I mean, this is really, like 2020, <laughs> uh firefighting podcast. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, they
2: call us to say, "Hey, how would you handle this?" What's, uh, what's Oprah, Oprah's network? now? <laughs> That's a new one too. She's got one. Um, <laughs> it, you know what? am not to keep it because I'm not the the you know the sad guy. But is there? Uh, are there any takeaways from from anything with Nicole stuff that you would want to talk about? Anything that like um, any advice you can give to people in her situation? Any advice you can give to new firemen that maybe are are maybe not acting the way that that yeah. could
4: maybe. Um. If there's a problem, first off, if you're the person having it, reach out. We know there's resources out there, and, and and you know, I'll echo the thing, the same thing all the pros say is we're alphas, so we're not going to right. We were right. we're here to help others, not ourselves. Uh, don't do that. Uh, reach out, whether it's family or somebody else. Uh, if you are the person on the other end that you're noticing the change, uh, engage. Uh, that's the number one thing I wish I would have done is engage more. Uh, simple text messages. Weren't enough. Oh, uh, like some looking, conversations, looking like outside, like, you're um, you know, I I I listened when you guys had Tracy on. Uh, if they're not going to engage, then be rude and go to the family, and say, hey, I, here's what I've noticed. What's going on? Uh, you know, we found out later on that Nicole had shared her feelings with her husband, but again, uh, not blaming him at all because uh, she said she verbalized how she was feeling to some degree, more stronger with him than anybody else. But name, a suicide, name anyone who committed suicide you said, oh, I, I saw that coming for sure. That was definite. Almost all of them right. are like, oh, my God, we never saw that coming. Right. That person would never do that. Um, Plus, no. I'm sure her husband didn't know what to do No, with that. So, and so that's my thing is engage. Engage them. And, it, you know, we all talk. Hey, pull on a side, hey, how's things going? No, harder than that. I wish we – Well, because let's – use you as an
0: example. 32 years on the job. You've been there, done that. Somebody comes to you – feeling that way, are
4: you going to look at them as being weak? No. Okay. I would uh, – younger Brian Klaga, yeah. Um, I'm blessed. Uh, yeah, you know, we've you, – when you're in this game this long, yeah, we've seen our share of crap. Um, but uh, I've never had to battle these issues myself. I don't know why. I have great support system, you know, at home and friendships. And so – so I've I've had to educate myself. A younger Brian would have looked at that as weakness. I don't look at that as weakness anymore. Um, so, no, not at all. Uh, in fact... Well, that, that's the point I want to
0: make, is that people can come to guys like you and anybody. We're, this is just like you guys. Truck work isn't everything like it was back then. People can still go to company officers and other people within their department and they're not going to be viewed as a weakness if you're having an issue, mental health-wise or, or, or anything. So if somebody can come to you with your time and experience on and you're not going to view them as weak, everybody else should feel the same.
4: 100% agree. Um, one side thing that has occurred to this, I, I only shared this with my wife, so you guys are the second and thirds so I know, is once, since my niece's, uh, the event of my niece's life, uh, I've had, I, I believe I met four or five other people who have come to me and said, here's how I'm feeling, um, can, I, can you help me? And now, I'm not a pro. So I've, it's caused me to educate myself, and my answer, I remember the first few were, I don't know what to do right now, but I'm going to find out what to do, and I'm, I'm with you. And uh, it's caused me to reach deeper into the peer support system, to reach out to some of the experts in the world. Uh, there's some, there are resources out there that I didn't know existed, Say n- what have you done? What, what, yeah. what kind of um, So uh, I've reached. I've connected more with Tracy <sighs> Kenny. I've connected more with the tr- peer support. Uh, I'm mad. I have to look at my phone to get the gentleman's name. But there's. I didn't know that there's a national organization started by a retired battalion chief based out of Illinois, and uh, he had. He God bless that guy. I, I should look up his name or give him a shout out. But uh, he reached out to me. It's all about families of firefighters who have gone through this and uh so i've become a, i've be joined his organization we'll get that number and we'll we'll post it on our social media Okay you. and uh yeah and so you learn what resources out there and learn how to handle it. we are here's the drawback to us right so we're problem solvers in the fire service right. so people are like you know right we same way we go on calls like hey, you know we go on fire sure those are great but we're also going to go on a CO alarm uh the stuck garage door my furnace doesn't work we're not furnace people all of us well but we don't leave them we try mm-hmm. This is the same situation. Just understand what you know and what you don't know, and don't say, all right, I don't know this, but I'm going to go and find out and make sure you get back to them. Uh, so that's what i am trying to been trying to do, and that's the mantra, right? We think we'll, we'll talk to them as company officers. You know, we, we go through these leadership classes all the time. I'll pull them on the side. I'm going to talk to them. No, we're not psychiatrists. We're not psychologists. We don't know what the hell we're doing. You know, we're going to get them to a bar and do this. But stay with them. But lead them toward where they can find that help and know how to find that help and get them to the. Just
0: experts. start the process,
4: right? But don't leave them. Don't leave them off to the process. Just here it is. I hand them off. Yeah. Stick with them. People are important, man, and uh, and I know we all think the same thing. They'll never do something. Yeah, I thought that too. So do you think we're do you think we're seeing more on this job than
0: we oh, used to? A is thousand that, is, percent is that why we're having such an influx of suicides and. Mental health issues? Are we just are we just getting overrun with what we're what we're doing out there?
4: I you know we can we've talked about it and I don't, we can beat up why we're getting there, but the fact is we're getting there, and people I think we're there, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. The yeah. numbers. The bottom line is, listen, we've all heard the tones drop for ambulance calls, right? And without a doubt, the number one ambulance call that has exponentially jumped up in my lifetime has been the call for the psych or the that the PD is calling us for the psych issues, and I'm not sure what you and the EMS side is even doing for that, but. Because I don't have to deal with it. But um, the bottom line is the fact is we're there. So we can ignore it or we can make fun of it, but it's there. And if you're going to be a decent human, you should be doing something about it. And so it's either educating yourself or at least very much knowing the resources you can turn to to take care of these issues. And we can say, yeah, people are weak or whatever. That's all, listen, it's all bullshit. You can say whatever It is you all bullshit. Um,
0: you, the strongest person needs help from time to time, right? Absolutely. And it's—I hope that we've at least done a little work of knocking down that stereotype. Yeah. So and having guys like you on, I think, goes a long way toward doing that. So thank you very much for that. Well, thank you guys for putting this message out. This is what helps break down those walls. Yeah. Well, you know, if if it takes us a million swings, we're just gonna keep. We're just gonna keep having a glass of whiskey with guys like you. and I'm in. And and, right. and do our best. Right.
2: Oh, all right, you ready? You gonna so, get them? Right. What do you got? So, all right, so um, first off, uh, I'd l- I'd like to know the origin of you being called the Messiah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, With all
4: due respect. All
2: right, uh,
0: that doesn't mean you can still say whatever
3: you want.
4: <laughs> um, well, I was not expecting that one at all. Oh, all right, yeah, that was the one.
3: Yeah. Oh, I got a couple more. No, <laughs> fine. I like it. I like
4: it. I'm, I'm in. I like the pressure. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, all right, so that kind of harkens back to some of the stuff you asked me. When did you make the change in the training? That's when that kind of came about. Oh, so okay. bottom line is I was – I I, I'm, I'm an idiot, all right? You guys have learned that with four <laughs> seconds after meeting me. But I was trying to make a change in the world, and that was one of my changes. We need to be better. We can't just assume we know stuff. So, right, so I'm pressing training. And where that came about is uh, – is I started getting the collection of humans around me who were like-minded and trying to motivate people, and I started to build a bit of a following, uh, to some degree. Why they're following me, I don't know. They like to follow stupid people, but
2: um, maybe maybe so, it was the maybe it was the robe that I got with the, the with the fire department crest on it. Yeah, no, know, you know. So there was
4: a so there was a chief in our organization, and uh, and he started. He saw it. He didn't like it. And uh, they you know, so he was the one who gave me that. Uh, he made oh, really? Yeah, a hater,
0: a hater gave it
4: to me, a hater gave it to me. And I'm telling you, I'll take it from the great like Jason Demas, great guy, out of, you know, boss out of Aurora. Uh, <laughs> take those insults and own them because it takes away the power. So, his like he said, he goes, Why don't you go, what do you want to? fucking Kalaga's disciples, and that's where that first one came about, and then, uh, so we ran with it. Uh, uh, in fact, there was a story out there that uh, we pulled to a fire, and the pumper couldn't get water, and I walked over, I laid hands on the pumper, and lo, there was water. And, uh, you know, little shit like that blew about. So it's just a ton of those things, and that's where that came about. It's just, you know, I was trying to change the world. Uh, I was blessed that some people came along with me, and... Uh, and that's where the Messiah thing came. Oh, look at <laughs> you rolling
2: into a positive here. So, um, the so Demus was another one that we got. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. on the radar. For sure. Oh, you These should get him, yeah.
4: Yeah, especially his mustache might not fit through the door. But <laughs> Come on, another mustache. <laughs> we, we oh, has, oh, yeah. We've had, we just
0: had a legendary mustache I in here. Mustache really? Well, between away.
4: his mustache and his ego, those two things might not fit Ooh. in this well <laughs> And I they're, meant, they're yeah. yeah. Oh, point I
2: point. want him to definitely hear that comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> He's a great guy. I love that guy. So kind of tagging along with the uh this. I, I just started laughing when I heard about it. Tagging along with the Messiah thing. Um You want to talk about the candle thing? Uh, geez. <laughs> All
4: right, that's John Sachaki. He's a lieutenant on the truck, uh, same truck as me. We, uh, he relieves me. That guy's great, so smart, uh, incredibly brave, uh, just a, a hell of a fireman and a good leader. Um, so we had a golf outing some years ago. It's a fundraiser we do every year, and uh, that was his idea. He came up, he created 30 candles. I, I believe the number is 30 and we've all seen them, right? The Jesus candles, yeah. uh, you know, and whatever. So he he placed Jesus with my an image of me. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, people say it looks good. Personally, I have a sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, Andy, lives in Arizona, and the picture was posted all over social media, oh, and no. people were making fun of me. She she got back to me. She goes, the picture looks good, but you look like a confused Tim Robbins is what she <laughs> called me. And it's a dead-on. If you look at a confused Tim <laughs> Robbins and put it side by side, it's a dead-on ringer. She nailed it. You, I got to tell you I, like now that I said the it, up to your face, like <laughs> right? as you were
2: saying, I was like, do that a little bit, right?
4: With the gray hair, which I dye gray. It's usually blonde, but I do it to look smarter. And uh, and so I'm like, yep. you sure she said that? I'm like, she nailed God it. So damn it. so John took that photo and he put it on candles and he put it at the. So if you came to our golf outing, he had those candles on sale for ten bucks a piece, <laughs> and he did it as a joke to. To kind of bust my stones, they and sold out they in like four them. minutes, and people were saying, "I need another candle, I need another candle." In fact, <laughs> uh, the great Kevin Sears bought one and then accidentally dropped it and broke it. Oh no! So he screwed. He's like, "I need another one." I'm like, "Tough shit, buddy. Those are a collector's <laughs> item now." Oh yeah. I don't tell So you. yeah.
2: Sitting so that's drinking, drinking whiskey with the with the burning in the background. Yeah. So if you that go, would if be you, a great if, set piece for this place.
4: So if you go to my firehouse, it's been there for several years. They put my picture all over the place. Uh, the clock in our uh, kitchen has my picture on it, and then every number has my that's a smaller version of my picture on it. And it's all a ball bust. God bless the fire service. It's the greatest job in the world. You know, if they're not busting your balls, they must not like you. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, so that's what it came about. In fact, so I did the thing in Lions, you know, and uh, I come to work the next day, and there was a shrine up to me. I got a picture of on my phone. They had the candle there. They got the Rescue Me DVD, Backdraft DVD, uh, Ladder 49, a fire extinguisher, a bunch of <laughs> bullshit. And, and I came in, they're all on their knees. They're paying homage to it like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: There's rugs out all of a sudden. Yeah, you know,
4: God bless them, uh, those guys. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're throwing a couple of dollar bills at it. You know, <laughs> that's what we do for, you know, right? And I'm that's like, what we do for, <laughs> you know, it's sons of bitches. So, so. So that's based where on, that came about.
2: Based, based on how you get your your balls busted a little bit. Yeah. What have you fired out? What kind of great pranks have you?
4: Um. So there's some that we can't talk <laughs> about because they're a little off color. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. All right. Um, I, I guess some of my favorites... Uh, you Know a lot of them about fireworks. Um, oh, that was your fireworks guy, huh? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you gotta love it a little bit, right? That's what uh, you know, Rimgale yeah. or uh, Sutherland said in the movie, right? And uh, in fact, uh, you know, I gotta reach out to De Niro on this because we're good buddies because we met in the <laughs> movies. Guy. You ever hear about it? No, oh. what all right, and we are known for our research. All right, so I'm let me give you the prank thing, but I gotta give you my De Niro. Yeah, yeah oh, we, why, you're, you're not right? leaving here
3: sorry.
0: without the De Niro. Yeah, sir. all
4: right, fine. So <laughs> The prank thing, fine, I'll just give you one. So, uh, our old truck, we just got rid of it. Our uh, truck one, my old truck one I was on, uh, old Seagrave, God bless, I love Seagrave. And uh, so the cab was the officer and the driver, and mm-hmm. all that separated you from the back steppers was a sliding glass door. Yep. Little, little window, little mm-hmm. tiny six by eight window. And uh, they, so the back steppers would sit and they'd be in this little tight area with a doghouse. Uh, the diamond plate and the engine next to They couldn't hear shit. They got CO poisoning. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? They were dying back there. <laughs> so in this old truck. But God bless that secret. ran like a top. So uh, what we would do is we would have smoke bombs. And uh, so we would drive around. We would get on Ogden Avenue, and uh because it 's a busy street because the guy couldn 't jump out otherwise he 'd die because we 're doing really? fifty miles an hour, <laughs> and as soon as he we got in Ognavy, we start launching we 'd open up the sliding glass door and we start launching Fire smoke bombs the back, back there and we 'd smoke the shit out of them and we did that to a thousand guys. And, uh, and we get them puking and stuff. You know, it, it starts, one of the best things is just the little small round ones, right? We buy them by the gross, oh. and you tie two or three together. And one of my favorites is this guy, Max, is back there. And we start driving, and me and the driver, my buddy, Timmy, he's a chief now. So if I get in trouble, he's going down with me. Oh, yeah. so, uh, so Max is back there, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot a lighter. Well, Max smokes. So I literally slide the window open. And I'm like, hey, Max, you got your lighter? And he oh, passed no. it to me. He passed me. I light three smoke bombs right away, and I fire them back there. And I just light, like, 20. And I just keep firing them. And so we are cruising down Ogden Avenue. We're doing Mach 5, so you can't jump out. Black, blue, green, yellow smoke is pouring out the back of this truck. And I look next to me, and there's a truck full of landscape guys. And they're like, what the fuck is happening right now? And I'm just, like, giving them a thumbs up. They're like, yeah, this is all normal. Don't worry about it, buddy. And, God, we got a 1,000 guys that way. And it was so much fun. Uh, and then, uh, yes, yeah, so that was one of our favorite pranks to pull off. Um, I would love to see that truck go by with
0: just the smoke coming out of the car. Right? Can you ma- I, we always <laughs>
4: we always imagine, what are the civilians thinking seeing this shit? Especially the multicolored smoke. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, it was yellow, green, I mean, blue. you know what's going on there. Right? We're, we're, <laughs> the front guys are laughing. The back guy's hanging out the back, throwing his guts <laughs> up out the window. It's awesome. You know, so... But uh, all right. so Bobby, all right, is so that would you call? Him? Yes, <laughs> come on! I swear to God. So, all right, you guys raise your hand if you've seen Backdraft.
2: Oh
0: yeah, have you? All right, God I bless. Just, you. I just watched it like two days ago. I think because if it comes on at the firehouse, what do you got to do? It doesn't oh. get turned off. No,
4: absolutely not. Right? That's 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 standard ops. So so uh, so back in the day, I'm on a job, and they're filming Backdraft in Chicago. So. Uh, so you all seen the movie. So at the end, there's that scene where, the, you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who's going to have not yeah. seen it yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a couple people die in it, and there's a big funeral scene. So they're going to shoot the scene. So no Internet back then, so they throw flyers out to all the local departments. Anybody with a dress uniform show up at, like, 4 in the morning at this location down by Michigan Avenue for filming a fire scene. And so a bunch of us said, yep, we're in, let's do this. And But in true fire department fashion, we get completely loaded <laughs> and we
2: drink all night. I mean, obviously, that's the move.
4: Right. You right. have to, right? It's <laughs> mandatory. It's almost like a rule. You're getting ridden up if you don't. Right. So we show up. So we show up bombed along with a 1,000 other firefighters from all over the area. Most A lot of Chicago dudes. And I was just sp-
2: say, with you guys being the jumping off point. Yeah. And then, right? So, Working your way east. Yeah. <laughs> so we hit every
4: bar in the joint. And so we, so we load, show up at 4 in the morning. We're all bombed. And we're on Michigan Avenue. The sun's coming up. And we're all lined up. We're in dress uniform. I, I, I have 1,000 firemen. 800 of us are easily bombed off our ass. <laughs> so Ron Howard catch, comes catch down. Get
2: your, your t-shirt. Get your shirts on backwards. <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs>
4: so Ron Howard comes down. He's in a man lift. He's got the megaphone. He's like, we're going to shoot this scene, blah, blah, blah. And you're all familiar with the scene. We're all walking down Michigan. Right? Yeah. All right. So we're going to shoot the scene. And... Uh, He says, we got all these cameras, he's pointing, there's like 13 cameras around, he says, blah, blah, he goes, do me a favor, don't do anything, he says, when I say action, just walk forward, don't look sideways, don't grab your hat, don't do anything untoward, because we want you all to be very solemn moment in the movie, blah, blah, all right, so we line up, Ron Howard's on the thing, he says, action, we take three steps. And some guy in the crowd grabs his hat, raises it up, and he's waving it around, right? (laughs) So he cut, 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 you know, stop, I can't have this, back up, we start backing up. We take 14 takes. We can't get five fucking steps. (laughs) Guys are doing cartwheels, guys are fucking jumping on each other's backs. Somebody does that. Anton. yeah there's a there's a thousand we want to see ourselves so i get it i'm doing it too yeah right so ron howard comes down and he after like 14 15 17 takes I he comes fucking hate firemen so <laughs> much <laughs> so he comes down he's on the manless so he starts talking about listen fellas i need you to be better blah blah and as he's trying to talk to us someone in the crowd yells out shut the fuck up Opie!" <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like holy fuck they just told Ron Howard Opie and, and that that opened up a cavalcade of insults so Opie it wasn't guys are, get better no guys told him to go fuck himself they told him to go have sex with his mom just a ridiculous amount of insults to Opie OP. and he can't talk anymore you don't even hear him anymore he's oh. talking nobody, and we are just bombing him So just,
2: it, it's oh. just fucking a free for all no point. absolutely
4: so he gives up and he leaves and you so just now, heckled him off of Michigan <laughs> Avenue we did oh Jesus so now he leaves so now we're all milling around like what do we do now you know we're open bar right? Right, right, right and word circulates through the crowd of a thousand sure. firemen that de niro's coming and we're like what and we all look down the street and here comes de niro he's got an entourage around him and uh, they're trying to have a megaphone to tell him to get a man left and he's waving them all off get the hell out of here blah blah and he wades into the sea of firefighters and uh he starts talking get around lads get around get around you know And we all get around him and i got a nice close-up to him and uh he's like listen fellas he says ron's in trouble this scene is costing him like a million dollars an hour to shut down Michigan Avenue. He's over budget. They're, they're going to kill this movie. So for me, we got to get this scene shot. So for me, guys, can you do me a favor? Can we get this thing done? And we look at him and we go, all right, Bobby, you got it. For you, no problem. And so we line back up. and. So we line back up. They call action. We got done. First take. Three takes. It took us three takes to walk down Michigan <laughs> We were done because the first take, the first guy, we walk a couple steps and some guy does something. Eighteen guys turn him, You piece of shit. You, you fucking hear what Bobby said? Right. We'll beat your goddamn ass. Fucking you fucking
2: whoop your ass. Throw you in the fucking. Tongue. Fucking
4: get in line. And I'm sorry for swearing, but oh, uh, so we got done in three takes, and that was it. It was over. It was great. So I have since tried to contact Bobby. You know my newfound fame. <laughs> no. He's not taking my calls. No. So He's I, busy. There's a lot going on. I figure I he'll get back <laughs> to me eventually. <laughs> yeah. right? I don't think I can ever see that scene again, <laughs> the same,
2: right? I wish I saw the outtakes. Oh my! God. I'd like to see the fucking gag reel on this. Thing.
4: Oh Jesus, guys! Like I said, Jeez. guys are doing the stupid ass shit to just to get on scene. Fucking
2: like you know? walking out I, like there's just a row of guys, no pants on,
4: just like fucking. Cruising. <laughs> yeah, happen? it was great. So yeah, and then they had us all line up. We could go into some trailer. They cut us all checks for like sixty bucks, and we had it. We took that and we ran to some bar. After Let's
2: that. say they we went home. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. They're like, "What's open?"
4: So on a Sunday morning near here. Jesus. Anyway, that's my De Niro (laughs) star. Well, so I if think... he hears this, I know you guys are huge across the country. You're we international. Huge. We are huge. So, and Bobby, lo- if you're listening, remember me. We're, We're the, the number one buddies. podcast
0: in Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Mongolia, I think it was. And Mongolia. Outer right. Mongolia. Yeah, you guys are big. Yeah, oh, we are huge. Dude, I mean, there's three, there's <laughs> well, listen, three radio stations <laughs>
4: I've got a big family, so I expect like eight or nine definite subscribers out of Ooh, this thing for sure. Oh,
3: man. It's triple our rating. Mean, rating. No,
0: that's,
2: I mean, it's yeah. that's not nothing. I'll tell you right now, right?
0: Well, Brian, thank you so much for being here. It was a a fucking blast having you on. (coughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for everything. And um, if uh, you ever want to come back, you got an open invitation.
4: Dude, I am absolutely want to come back. I want to (laughs) come back with Josh or Griff or Sears or anything. Come back with them all. Absolutely. Be
2: like the fucking door guy here. Yeah, I will. Hold on. Spread absolutely <laughs> this was this has been a
4: great experience i'm 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 super jacked over this and you guys are the best well thank uh, you so much oh uh, you if,
0: <laughs> if uh Steve was here he would tell you to subscribe or go to the web what would he tell us go
2: to the website the website chicagosbravest.com. dot com yep and then uh uh buy some clothes go or things we have the challenge coins
0: yep. now well get get those uh those um Kevin Casey shirts. Those are pretty badass. Um, Just, you know, uh, everything. Two cast
2: members of of Backdraft on this fucking show. Huge. Not nothing.
4: Oh, me and Kevin? You. We're pretty much the same guy. I mean, (laughs) I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: um, <laughs> go to that, uh, like, and subscribe. Uh, yep. Facebook, Facebook,
2: Instagram. Facebook, yeah.
4: I'm going to take my, like, 14 subscribe people who follow me on Twitter, and I'm telling them to all go to There this. you go. You not there nothing, you man.
2: go. It's not enough. Fine, we will build a movement, well, gentlemen. Well, I <laughs> told you how it works. Romeoville's
0: uh, right. fire kit. Uh, right? Go there and then send us a comment that says, Brian Kalagas
2: sent you and, yeah, uh, <laughs> and you get a free. I uh, will we'll, give you a first we'll time you, I see, I buy a shot. We'll I, give you something.
4: Shots for anybody who subscribes. At, and, at and one particular my bar, at one specific <laughs> bar, you can
3: buy shots. Right? Yeah, it's in Lyons. I won't tell it works. You, yeah. Not yeah. open yet, but it will be open at some point.
0: Well, thank you so much, yeah, you, uh, Chicago's Bravest Stories. Uh, thanks for tuning in.
2: The opinions and views are that of Chicago's Bravest Stories podcast and their guests. They do not necessarily reflect the views of any municipal governments, fire protection districts, fire departments, EMS, or law enforcement organizations.